Welcome to Showboys, a podcast that delves into the world of film and TV. Hosts Nick and Mike take their water cooler talk from the office to the web as they discuss their favorite movies, shows, and all other content in between. In this week's episode, the boys sit down with Jordan and Chad to cover all the announcements made at San Diego Comic-Con 2021 and what pop culture entertainment we can look forward to in the coming months. So, what's San Diego Comic-Con 2021? Yeah, Nick is not with us tonight, uh, but I'm joined by my good friend Chadwick the Third and my other good friend Jordan. Uh, they should be familiar faces and or voices to you guys who have been listening for a while. Uh, of course, Chad is on the What's Playing episodes every month, and Jordan is on quite often as our uh, you know expert on many things. Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> jack of all trades master of none yes yes there you go. um yes and you might notice nick is not here he uh is taking a well-deserved night off um so uh, it won't be the same it will probably be better but we won't tell him that uh <laughs> yeah i hope he's getting some rest um and we have uh underfunded scientists ch- chilling in the chat already he says yo nice. what's up bro thanks for tuning in um, but yeah, uh, what's up, guys? How you doing? Good, good. Yeah, Chad, how real you doing, good. I'm, I'm doing great. Yeah, it has been a while. I'm super salty that even you have a good background, and I still got the still got the crappy background. I'm working on it. I'm working <laughs> on good. it. I got a plan. I just haven't implemented it yet. What? I, <laughs> I have a good background. Yeah, I mean it's better than my three quarters of a door. <laughs> I, I like the the seventy percent blue wall. It's yeah, good. <laughs> that's good. Um, yeah, uh, funny story, actually, um, last week or two weeks ago, I forget when, um, but I, I had, I was asked to jump on, uh, our friend, uh, over at Be Hero Fights, their 50th episode, uh, thing, and, um, I was on the recording at the same time as Mick and Casey from the Scene Snobs, who, uh, again, if you're familiar with our show you've heard us talk about and with Mick and Casey a handful of times uh, but we were kind of both recording our part at the same time like together the the five of us Brian Tom from Be Hero myself and then Mick and Casey from Scene Snobs were just kind of in the chat like this and uh, at one point they were like making fun of me because for some reason like people think that my room looks really cool, but it's literally just my office where I work. Right. <laughs> I just bought, I spent a total of $9 on these led strip lights. Right. Um, but yeah, <laughs> they were like, yeah, you could definitely tell that like, you know, we're just people recording in our bedrooms. And then you have this guy who looks <laughs> yeah. like he's in a professional studio. I'm like, I mean, it really does though. It's, the lights really add to the, it. The lights are awesome. I will say that, but literally, it was like three dollars a pack at Walmart. So yeah, like, <laughs> this is like the the, po- the podcast equivalent to having like 
12 half stack guitar amps. Exactly. <laughs> but you're only Not, using one, one of them. As one's mic. plugged in. Yep. That's all. You know, the rest are for looks. Um, yep. <laughs> those aren't actually real Funko Pops. They're just like little cutouts. Cutouts. Cardboard cutouts, but you can't tell. Yeah. So far away, you can't tell. The same one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, actually, uh, right here, um, if you watched our episode with Wendigoon, uh, they like fell off in the middle of the episode, which was kind of a little creepy. Uh, but I, I haven't put them back yet, so you'll notice there's a nice little gap right here. Yeah, I see it. Funko Land. Oh yeah. Um, did, did, real quick, did you have the lights when we did the uh, the Haunting of Hill House episode? No. Where you were scared. Okay, so it was uh, that no. dark. Yes. Uh, and. During that episode, I, I literally was like sitting like this because, like, you know, this dark space right here, I was just like, broken neck. We're having it. Come get me. Yeah. We're yeah. yeah. It wasn't working. It would be yeah, worse. That, that was before we had cameras, right? And we were doing the video stuff. So I think it actually would have been worse with the camera because I can see behind me. So, like, if she was chilling behind me, then I would see it at least. Right. Before I was just ignorant, and she could have just been back there and ended me without any, you know, knowledge, and I would have been just you know. Facebook message Becca. I'd be like, "Come after him right now, <laughs> right behind him right now." <laughs> Especially with the light, it would cast a shadow. Yeah, um, oh, that 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 is funny that it random that figure randomly fell on the Wendigoon episode. Like uh, of all the odds, right? Well, okay, uh, I should preface i should have prefaced that uh they fall pretty frequently oh do mainly they? Okay. because um the way i have them stacked you know this is super important so i'm glad you guys all tuned in to figure out how i have my <laughs> funko pops stacked on my shelf uh but they're just stacked on funko boxes that are laying on their side to give like right. a okay. tier okay. thing yeah. so uh a lot of the boxes have been up there for a while so they're starting to like you know bow a little yeah. bit yeah so the all the pops that are not like Star Wars or Marvel um, don't have the bases on them, right? They just have their little feet. Mm -hmm. And some of them aren't exactly the like most stable. Plus, you put that on top of a cardboard box that's kind of caving mm -hmm. in. They yeah. fall pretty frequently, but it was it was really weird because we were talking about spooky stuff, and then all of a sudden, like it eight just, Funko yeah. Pops like attacked me, and I was just like, <laughs> okay, well, I guess I might. Was just, it? You know. Was it one of the, like the female? pop figures that have like the skinny legs but they didn't release a stand with it yeah it's, it those was are like uh, the worst ones yeah it's usually um my angela moss pop from the mr robot series there it is freaking angela um but yeah it happens all the time i have a misfortune league of legends one that fell oh. off and she broke her leg and she's laying on my table over here just waiting to get leg surgery to reattach the leg <laughs> <laughs> i have an overwatch uh symmetra Oh, uh, nice. Pop figure yes. that like the heat just bows her legs and she, it's yep. unrecoverable. So. Yeah, I have to have some of them like leaning against the boxes so they don't fall over. But right, enough about my poorly High stacked quality. and displayed Funko Pops. Um, I wanted to say one more thing about the Be Hero fiftieth uh, episode special thing. Uh, when they asked us to record, they were like, "It'll only take like five or ten minutes. We're just gonna ask you a couple questions about Be Hero." It shouldn't take very long. Mick, Casey, and myself were in this call with Brian and Tom for like literally an hour. <laughs> and it was the most fun ever. And of course, they only used like maybe a total of five minutes between both of us, right? For their episode, which obviously makes sense. But 
they released last week their 51st episode was just behind the scenes of mick casey and i recording with them so it was just like our entire unedited <laughs> conversation nice. and jordan you'll be happy to know that we talked about you and the joker uh <laughs> debate for about 35 minutes of the hour wow. <laughs> that's good that's good you should give it a listen it was hilarious it's so funny I, I noticed that the on the i remember you saying that that happened mm-hmm. and then i watched their 50th episode and I was, I felt good about what I saw, what I heard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't hear, I, I remember you saying that like you were like defending or you're like kind of, uh, I guess making fun of them a little bit or whatever. Oh yeah. And it was I was great. like, I didn't hear it at all. And then now, yeah, now yeah, I get no. to hear it. Watch, now you get to hear the, it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Listen to the 51st episode. It was just a giant roast session. We were all roasting each other. It was hilarious. <laughs> I hadn't, I hadn't laughed that long in a, or that hard in a long time. So it was great. It was fun. What's time. the Joker debate? So they had like a, a Joker. Who is the best cinematic Joker? It was like a tournament. Uh, gotcha, there, was gotcha, like, gotcha. there was eight total debaters. And uh, Jordan represented Jared Leto's Joker. Ah, interesting. And he went up against uh, like Mark Hamill, Jack Nicholson, uh, Cesar Romero, Zach Galifianakis. Uh, did I already say Mark Hamill? There- yeah. There were there was uh there was two different uh groups. Heath Ledger. And, um, yeah, yeah. And um mine had Heath Ledger, Zach Galifianakis, and um also Joaquin Mark Phoenix. Ha- Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. That was that and, was the uh, last one. Mark Hamill, Jack Nicholson, and um Cesar Romero were in the other ones. And um Jack Nicholson had won uh that, that category. Side. Yeah. And then uh I won with Jared Leto on my side, and then I lost in the championship against Jack Nicholson. Gotcha. And it was garbage. It was literally garbage. Like her argument did not even like hold a penny to Jordan's like hundred dollar bill he was flashing on the screen there. So did Galifianakis do Lego Joker? Yeah, or something? he was yeah. the Joker in Lego. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, it was it was fun. Uh, I I as I said in the fifty first episode, I felt like a proud dad watching Jordan <laughs> demolish everyone. Like, oh, look at him go. <laughs> Swiping it was the tears of joy off my cheek as I was listening. It was um, one of my favorite things that uh, um, Tom had said in that episode was it was like I, I convinced him that Jared Leto was the best. He went back and watched it and he decided he hated Jared Leto again. But <laughs> I'm, I'm OK with that because I, the whole the whole point of me taking Jared Leto um, was I wanted to just to do the underdog story. Right. I, yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to, you know, uh, not. uh I, I never pictured really winning with him, but I just wanted to get the info out there that he's very underrated. Right. He's not even necessarily my favorite Joker, but he's very underrated. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. yeah. It, it was fun. It was great. You should go listen to both those episodes. Um, yeah, I had fun. I just had to tell you that, Jordan, because... <laughs> I appreciate it. I, I was appreciate. uh I was happy that they released the entire recording with Mick and Casey and myself. Yeah, but then, uh, yeah, it was even better because even Mick and Casey were like defending you, and it was great. It was so funny. <laughs> and Casey was representing uh, Heath Ledger, so yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it's funny to hear. Yeah, it's dude, good. it was great. Wow. Uh, you should listen to it. Go listen; it's great. Um, but while we're on the topic of, you know, the Joker and comics, um, there was this thing that happened last week uh, called San Diego Comic Con, and um, yeah. It's usually a pretty large event full of 
news and announcements in the pop culture sphere, uh, obviously regarding comics, but you know, we typically get a handful of um, like movie or show announcements. Uh, sometimes, seldomly, games will have news of sorts right. at Comic Con. Um, but yeah, it, it uh, San Diego Comic Con was last week, and uh, yeah, we're here to tell you all about it. How amazing it was. And That's definitely what we're going to say for sure. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was definitely amazing. It was so, so fun. So great. Um, but yeah, so that's on the docket for tonight. And uh, other than that, I mean, yeah, we don't really have much to update you guys with. Uh, I mailed out the the giveaway prize to our good friend, Underfunded Scientist, who won last week. So hopefully he gets that in the mail soon. And I'm hoping when he does, he, you know, posts a picture wearing the shirt, you know, holding the, the Moff Gideon pop. Um yeah, hopefully we'll be able to do more giveaways like that in the future. I thought it was pretty fun. Um, but yeah, so we'll try to squeeze some more of that in, you know, as it applies. Um, but yeah, so I guess first off, did you guys... <laughs> I know Chad had to watch or follow Comic-Con in some sort or fashion due to his writing uh, articles for Downright Creepy. But uh, Jordan, did you happen to catch anything from comic-con this year oh i was hoping you wouldn't ask me that question um, <laughs> so comic-con over the last couple of years has become something of um how is it going to irritate me this year yeah there uh, you go yeah and i don't want to be cynical i mean I, it's hard for me to be cynical about it because I, I still like a lot of the things that come out of it but this year was it just felt very unorganized and I, I know, I know, Chad, you and I haven't talked before this, but I can only assume as somebody who had to like pay attention to it to to give the details on it, it was probably challenging to to want to keep the attention span to it. Um, so it, I'm in a unique position tonight because as we discuss these topics, um, it's going to almost be like I'm watching Comic Con for the first time. <laughs> uh, I understand the panels that happened but uh, the attention span just wasn't there to pay attention to the announcements. I know there's a Rick and Morty one. I know there's a Simpsons one. Um, a lot of random panels out of left field I didn't expect to to see. And um, I, I am I am relatively excited to hear what the announcements could be. And uh, I've, it'll be hard-pressed for me not to have a uh, at least an opinion on the announcements that come out of these panels uh, other than Dexter. I've never, I've never watched Dexter yet. Mm-hmm. I know Dexter had a panel, so. Yeah, I'm right. I'm right there with you, but I I really need to get around to it by the sounds of it because it sounds like it's a good show. But you nailed it on the head. It was very difficult to to keep a grasp on everything, yeah. and the reason for that is it was entirely online this year, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But there's just so many panels, man. There's like there were like yeah. at like five o'clock there were like nine panels mm-hmm. going on at the same time. Yeah. So so it's just it was like an absurd schedule. And I, I was lucky with Downright Creepy to be tied to horror and sci-fi specifically. So I was able to kind of, you know, pick through what I needed yeah, to watch. That's great. That's good. Otherwise, I would have been really screwed as, as a single person doing <laughs> it. And I, we, we had a team writing with this versus E3 where it was just me. So that, that helped a lot too. But yeah, it was just like, just looking at the schedule, I was like, oh my goodness, like, <laughs> like yeah. very overwhelmed by it. And being there in person, you know, it's like, it's like going to, to, um, 
uh, I guess like a, an amusement park, you there's long lines and there's so many things going on that t- uh, the time allotted to you, you're not going to be able to ride every ride or visit every attraction, right? So you have to pick and choose what you want to do. And um, it's ironic that having it online, you still have to do the same thing. Right. right. You think that right. would alleviate the yeah. whole like, you know, multiple panels going on yeah. at the same time. Uh, if you want to watch it live, obviously. But yeah, that's yeah. part of part of Comic Con experience is um, you know, getting the the live the live announcements. Yeah. Seeing Batman vs Superman uh, announced at Comic Con was is probably personally for me the greatest announcement I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, I, right. I about I about lost my freaking mind. <laughs> uh, so actually speaking of that, I got uh, Snyderverse. Uh, yeah, there you go. Nice, yeah. nice. So it's that was I lost my mind when I, and also the Suicide Squad trailer because it you know that was a very different movie than what was released. Yeah, and the trailer so, was actually pretty sweet, but yeah, it was dark. Unfortunately, the movie was not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, underfunded scientist says Dexter is pretty good. I would agree with that. Uh, I love Dexter, and uh, even though most people hated the finale, I thought it was okay. I'm not gonna say I liked it. I'm not gonna say it was like amazing but i don't think it was as atrocious as most people claim excited for the new season to come out for sure um so i guess that goes into my next question have either of you guys attended san diego comic-con specifically before like live like in person i i have not if, if i have to answer it i'm i i'm i don't i don't like california that much and um <laughs> the the it's, uh, I've been there. I've been to California a few times. Uh, the main uh, main time I was there was for a Transformer convention, and um, I don't regret it. It's amazing. I love Transformers to this day, but um, I don't really have a whole lot of you know need to go back. Especially yeah. with Comic Con, like like I mentioned, it's it's a very a very large large gathering, and there's a lot of things happening all at once. And it feels like no matter what you do, you're not going to be satisfied with uh, what you got to see. Right. So, again, I try not to be sounds completely cynical because I, I, I'm so happy it happens every year, and it's a uh, the trailers that are usually released for it are just uh, I look forward to it every year. I really yeah. do. And um, this year was the first um, kind of just it was a puff of smoke to me. I didn't really um, you know care a whole lot. It could have been in part that we were going to do this. In all fairness, that that would it would catch me up on everything that mm-hmm. happened. Or I could read Chad's amazing article on it on the, the horror section, which I well, I'm sure we'll get into it, but I, I just want to know this is driving me crazy. Did they go over anything for Halloween kills at all? Uh, not that I saw, no. This is exactly why I didn't watch it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be to be absolutely fair, like mm-hmm. literally there were a thousand panels, so I could have yeah. missed it. Okay. Perfectly, perfectly possible that I missed it. But that being said I, I had a focus on horror and, and sci-fi and mm-hmm. i didn't see anything okay but plus it's probably not going to be very easy to just search and right, <laughs> see right. what was yeah. actually and discussed normally i wouldn't think it, i mean it would happen but you know over the last like five or six so years comic con has become just pop culture con it mm, goes way beyond right. comic books yeah, yeah. and, and uh, which is okay i'm fine with that uh, part of the backbone of American culture is it's pop culture, right? And comics yeah. are the, the uh, bedrock of that. But it's a um, I'm totally cool with that. It's, it's not a critique. So I just I was hoping maybe it would, it would end up there. Right. Uh, what about you, Chad? Have you been to San Diego Comic Con before? I have not. I it, it's always been a dream of mine, along with E3, to go to something like this. And I think mm-hmm. that Comic Con specifically would be far better in person because they're really 
out of all those panels, they're all people sitting around a table talking, which is fine if you're really interested in what they have to say. But it would be way cooler to see those people in person talking where E3 is just trailers and really could yeah. be online every year if they wanted it, it to be. Yeah. But no, I have sense. not. Plus, I bet there's a ton of cool like collectibles. And oh, yeah. Right. Things of that nature. Free to, stuff as, that they're giving. As, as a matter of fact, when you go online to look at and again, I, I tried to do a little, little bit of uh, what had happened, you know, at, at Comic-Con. And the biggest things is you you see a collection of like, you know, the NECA releases and all the, all the toy exclusives. Mm-hmm. And right. that seems to be the highlight this year. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, uh, I've never been. I've only been to one Comic Con, and it was up in near Cleveland, North Olmstead, somewhere around there. So it was like uh, a Wizard World, or was it no, like a, it was just a like a, okay. just a local con. It wasn't anything special, but it was the first one and only one I've ever been to, which was kind of cool. Um, underfunded scientist says same. I would love to go to Comic Con. Yeah, uh, I think uh, attending San Diego Comic Cons like right up there with attending a live league of legends like match or whatever um right i think it would be so cool and definitely something i would love to do before i kick it um yeah i just man there's just so much that happens at at comic-con and like exactly what you guys said you know getting to see the people from some of your favorite shows or movies or franchises like sitting at that table and like you know just speaking at you and the opportunity maybe if you're lucky to hop in line and get to ask a question or something would be super cool uh along with just that entire culture of of you know people that are there that all they all love the same things that you love um you have all the cool collectible stuff Uh, i don't know i just think it'd be super fun to attend in person yeah definitely Uh, the 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 only thing that i have to compare it to is for uh, we haven't gone the past couple years but there's a there's a firefighter conference called fdic in indianapolis it's like a huge fire conference where they have classes and that kind of stuff and then they have like a big expo where you go and look at tools and all kind of trucks all kinds of stuff but the cool thing about it is all the free stuff I, like you literally leave with like tw- <laughs> 20 t-shirts i mean yeah. so so i gotta got imagine a comic fire con. hose on your shoulder yeah. as you're walking yeah, out yeah. everyone gets a free fire extinguisher yeah, like the first, the first the couple. Line. Yeah, right. The first couple years I went, I got everything that was free. If it was a, any a pen, a magnet, I would come home with like bags full. And so then, and then as it got progressed, I, like that stuff just sits in my closet, and yeah. I never even look at it. So, I just focus on the t-shirts and stuff. But I think it would be so cool because I know San Diego Comic Con and E three both have those kind of things going on, and that, that would be awesome. I think. Yeah. Uh, so with it moving online, it, it's. I mean, I've never been to one, right? So I don't know how comparable it is, you know, online versus what it's like live in person. But uh, I I struggled being able to really like, I mean, Chad provided uh, the Comic-Con International YouTube channel to me, which had uh, all the panels broken out for each day into to videos, which was nice. But they were like 30 panels every day. Yeah, which was yeah. insane. And none of them had titles that were clear about what, <laughs> what was all. being talked about. Not at so, all, yeah. Of course, I didn't uh, you know, have time to listen to all like 120 panels or whatever there were. Uh, so I was trying to cherry pick, scrolling through the playlist, seeing like what would pique my interest. And 
I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm going to have to listen to like five minutes of every one of these to really like yeah. see if it's going to be anything good. So uh, I did find a few uh, mainly on Friday and Saturday um, because the first two days were just like weird things, weird panels that didn't really seem to be about much of really Furry anything. Panels. Yeah. Um, panels. So I guess uh, maybe what before we get into like breaking down like stuff was there anything chad to you that kind of stuck out that was kind of like your favorite thing that you saw this year so it it it's not an announcement per se mm-hmm. but the the one thing that really piqued my interest and i i know i totally missed that it was released earlier on in july was fear street the free oh, fear yeah. street trilogy yeah. and i watched their their panel and they're like behind the scenes thing i think it looks awesome and i i gotta get on it because i you know i read some of those books when i was a kid mm-hmm. so i think it looks really really good so that's like the main thing and that's gonna kind of for me personally show you how the rest of of San Diego Comic-Con panned out because, you know, the most exciting thing to me was something that was released back in July. (laughs) And it was like behind the scenes panel, something that's already been out. Right. So, you know, if you're, if you're a walking dead fan, I think you're, you're going to have a lot to, to be happy about. Hmm. But outside of that horror sci-fi wise, I mean, the, the new Dune trailer looks really cool, but Mm, yeah, Dune. So real quick, uh, Fear Street, I know you just kind of highlighted that, uh, I've watched all three um, movies or episodes, whatever you want to call it, and it's a it's a good series, mm-hmm. good trilogy, and uh, I think there's a lot they can build on off of it. They had some campy and cheesiness to it, uh, almost like New Age. Are you afraid of the dark stuff? But You're right, um, there was there was some there was a gore factor to it that I haven't seen. Uh, a lot of a lot of things take on you know a lot of a lot of um a lot of uh, this is some kills that you don't expect to see that angle of right and the details with yeah so the one of the ones that they went over in the in the panel was the like bread slicer kill which i think was i was like really intrigued by i can't wait to see it yeah i think (laughs) i think the campiness wise i think that's probably what they were going for really you know what i mean yeah and so it doesn't i don't i don't even it's one of those things where you it's hard to critique it over over that uh but you know the first one was really really well really done well and you've probably heard this already it reminds a lot of viewers of the scream right the first oh scream. nice yeah there's a cool throwback to that but it, obviously there's some paranormal stuff added to it too i had seen an article that uh the director said that they they kind of want to make like build out a an a marvel style universe for fear street so that, yeah, that could be cool. Um, I have one. I have one more thing. The the sure. Blade Runner anime I thought looked really really good. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that 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 probably out of newer announcements at Comic Con that probably be my top is is uh, the panel for that. I think it looks fantastic to be honest. Nice. Uh, what about you, Jordan? I know that you <laughs> didn't really follow it, but was there anything that maybe you heard uh, at all out of comic-con this year that piqued your interest or uh honestly some of the uh you know neca toys uh they kind of, they always kind of piqued my interest but uh that's that's comic-con to me a lot of times that really has been as a collector 
There's been hmm. a lot of collectibles that come was out. Was there any it. specific uh, item this year that, that was you know, announced? This year, there wasn't. Um, I, I know that uh, the NECA community went crazy over a lot of it, but for me personally, there wasn't anything I'll pick up. Um, if I had to go to, um, you know, honestly, a lot of my favorite stuff was announced around it. Uh, the Ghostbusters trailer that came out. Uh, yeah. I know they, they didn't touch on Ghostbusters at all, did they, Chad? At the actual Comic Con? They, they uh, yeah, they they showed a trailer. I think it might yeah. have been actually after Comic Con. So I was now that I think out, about it, yeah. I was trying to figure out if that trailer was released at Comic Con or not. I, I think that it was after Comic Con is like totally separate, but I could be I could be wrong on that. If that did not come out at Comic Con, I got nothing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But the, the Ghostbusters trailer was was phenomenal, and yeah. uh, there's uh, even a lot of the Suicide Squad stuff has been built around Comic Con. There wasn't a whole lot of um, there's some Warner Brothers Space Jam stuff at Comic Con, I think, um, but there there really wasn't any. You know, there was nothing for Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Yeah. There was nothing. There, there was no like DC or Marvel films. Stuff. Yeah, that's what I think. Mm-hmm. That I think this Comic Con was really missing something, at least from DC or Marvel, to show up film wise to show off, or TV wise. I mean, they have stuff to show off, so I'm not right. sure. Oh, I mean, Titan you know season three is about to come out. They could have right. showed a trailer. Yeah, they could have shown that. Or something. They they did show season six, and I, I forgot about this of um, of Legends of Tomorrow, which that show has gone. I mean. I took I took Jared Leto to the championship. Okay, I'll, I'll defend you in my grave. But when I watch Legends of Tomorrow, I just I facepalm. Yeah, I had such high hopes for that show, and then like halfway through the first season, I was like, ugh. Exactly. Yeah, I'm a Hawkman fan. All right. Yeah. I'm tired of seeing the dude die. <laughs> right. Seriously, he's he's like he's like the a stormtrooper living in DC. Like he just he just. He shows up, gets shot in the chest, falls off a cliff, and hopefully, God, you'll see him in another another battle somewhere. Yes. Um, yeah. I. Oh man, dude, I. I was so into the Arrowverse for a, a brief minute there. Like the start of of Arrow was awesome. The Flash was great. Uh, Supergirl even was pretty good. It wasn't that at bad. times. Yeah. Um, and then it just got so teen angsty. <laughs> And I was like, it, okay, I can't. You know, even this. even the, uh, the dude <laughs> playing Superman, anymore. the dude playing Superman right now on CW is really, really good. Yeah. Okay. Um, when Arrow first started, I was okay with like, you know, just a gritty, realistic, you know, universe that they were building him in. And then mm. when they introduced Barry Allen, I'm like, oh my God, it's really cool they brought Barry Allen into this, but <laughs> no way he'll become the Flash. Yeah, it's going to be and really then, hard to do with the Batman yeah. Green Arrow, which and is he gets struck by the, he gets struck by the lightning, and I'm like, oh my God, they're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to do it. And it was and good. Like, the early good. early Flash was great. Mm-hmm. Like, Grant Gustin's awesome. Yeah. Um, with, yeah with, uh, just... with Reverse Flash doing what he did, like, yeah. in the, the whole first series, or her whole first season, even the second season was really, really good on Flash. Yeah. It's just... My God, it's like you, I. It was, yeah. I don't know. It, it just it burned out really quick. Yeah, yeah. Lots of potential there. Sad to see it kind of go down the toilet. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I would say there are a few things that kind of piqued my interest. Um, there was uh, in the Paramount Plus peak animation panel. Uh, I am not a big Star Trek person like i've seen some of the like recent movies that came out but like i know nothing about star trek really right 
Um, but they had a panel about the Star Trek Prodigy animated yeah. series that's about to come out. And it looks really cool and gave me some serious like Rebels vibes. Um, you know, Star Wars Rebels animated show. Um, it looks really cool. I kind of want to check it out, but I don't have Paramount Plus, so I won't. Right. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> who's going to have Paramount Plus? Right. Uh, and then they ha- also had a panel for the second season of Star Trek uh, The Lower Decks, which looked really funny. Um, show that I've, I've chuckled a couple times yeah. <laughs> at that show. Um, yeah, so like those kind of piqued my interest as not being a Star Trek fan. Um, there was a... This was just... Caught me off guard. Didn't really like... I'm not interested in it per se at the moment, but I was shocked to learn that IMDB has a streaming service called IMDB TV which is uh, part of Amazon. Right. And uh, they have brought back uh, the show Leverage as Ooh. Leverage Redemption as an IMDb original, which was kind of surprising to me. Um, <clears throat> that's cool. I would... I, 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 if you're going to stand out, that, that's the way to do it is bring back. Like, I, I, I wish that there was back in the day they were going to bring back Jericho. I don't know if either of you guys have ever watched Jericho. And I, I don't remember what channel it was on back in the day but it was like it went through like you know getting canceled and then getting picked back up but netflix was originally going to pick it back up and start it back up because it was one of their most popular shows when they first started and then it just fizzled out but i i like that for if you're gonna if you're gonna come out with a streaming service which seems like everybody is doing now right bringing back an old show that that people like would be really jericho was the the leading actor was billy from scream right yes correct okay Everything comes back to scream. It does. What a classic <laughs> movie. Uh, underfunded I'm, sure I'm sure I'll mention it again before the night's out. Oh, yeah. yeah 100%. Uh, underfunded Scientist says, dude, I love all of Star Trek that isn't the original with Kirk. I can't handle the quality and acting of the time. Yeah, yeah I've, always, I've always wanted to get into it. And, and I when I played through the Mass Effect trilogy, I really tried to get into it because it kind of, you know, Mass Effect gave me Star Trek vibes. But I just... Yeah. It's just not Star Wars, and that's that's what I want it to be. And I just never I. And to be fair, I I didn't go back and watch the older shows. I watched the newer movies, and they're mm. good. They're good, but yeah. they're not like blow your mind amazing. They're just yeah. good, and they yeah. might be better if I watch the original trilogy, right? Or, or I'm sorry, original series. We have a couple Trekkies in our Discord, so I might have to ask them what they think about these animated shows if they've yeah. seen them or not. But um, yeah, I don't know. I might. I might try to venture into, but uh, a lot like what has kept me away from Star Wars for so long. I feel like there's so much. I'm just like, what's the point? Right, right. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure if I watched it, I'd probably like love it. Just like what happened to Star Wars. Um, <clears throat> there was a cool DC Comics panel called DC Read with the Lights On. And it was all about like horror books, which was cool. Um there was one thing specifically in in that panel that was announced. Uh, they're working on a DC vampire book, so much Ooh. like Deceased and you know DC versus Zombies, uh, there's a DC versus uh, vampires coming. Which so so the the heroes and villains become vamp- vampiric. Yes, of some sort. Uh, either that. Um, well, I'm sure some will be turning, but yeah, basically a vampire cult like tries to 
take over and you know yeah, what what of my really interesting one of my favorite uh, halloween cartoons to watch every year and has i don't know if it even has halloween in it but it's um uh, Batman versus Dracula. I don't know if you guys have ever seen oh, that cartoon movie. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's really good, and it really shows you know like how they do a good they do a good job of depicting Batman versus Dracula. Mm-hmm. If Dracula's at his peak, you know Batman doesn't stand a chance. Um, but you know, hopefully in that that series, they take the Red Rain Batman, who's a vampire, and maybe he starts. Uh, maybe he's the Dracula and spreads his disease yeah yeah <laughs> i feel like uh batman versus dracula would just be like dracula triggering batman to death just by constantly turning into an actual bat in front of him and being like oh look what i can do look, look what, what i, I can do <laughs> bruce Wayne just gets so jealous that he like jumps off of you know wing <laughs> or whatever and kills yeah, himself. dracula would have to turn into like man bat though like to, to oh, yeah. Six or seven foot. Uh, yeah otherwise batman's still scarier <laughs> yeah right yeah um so that was interesting um because i love the deceased uh books i actually got two of them the most recent one uh back here behind me i can't wait to read the um, artwork in that book is oh, ridiculous you got to get the hard covers man they're yeah. so gorgeous i love and, them so yeah how jordan's um look of being a zombie is really good too spoiler yeah. alert he becomes a zombie but yeah uh, wow jeez. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I know that, but he's um, not like the main. So we're not talking about the Blackest Night here. Yeah, yeah uh, I would say probably the most disappointing panel of all was the Riot Games panel. I got so excited that they had a panel. I was like, "Yes, I'm gonna get some crazy Riot Games news." Because guess what? They they added an S to games, and now they develop more games than just League of Legends and like yeah. Legends of Runeterra. They have valorant which i'm not like a huge fan of not a huge fan of legends of Ruterra either but they're developing a fighting game which again this is gonna sound like i'm not really a riot fan because i'm not a fan of fighting games so i don't care about that but they did recently announce that they are actually developing an mmo taking place in Ruterra, which is really where league of legends takes place so it's an mmo based off of all the lore in league of legends which Uh for a moba League of Legends has an insanely deep pool of lore, and it's super interesting. Uh, so, and a lot of people who play League of Legends, such as myself, have been shouting from the rooftops for Le- uh, Riot to make an MMO for years and years, well, and for, they are. So real cool. quick, yeah. they I know they made a board game based in the League, League of Legends realm. Yeah, uh, like, Mechs um, vs. Minions or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and that it's a cooperative board game, which is really mm-hmm. cool. Um, did they they talk about the gameplay at all? Would it be like a third person they, MMO style or top down Diablo style? Um, in this panel, Excel? they literally did not talk about anything other than uh, inclusivity in gaming and specifically yep. females in gaming. And I sat through fifty five minutes of that while. I was waiting for some sort of Riot Games news, and I was like, "Yeah, so that, yeah, that the uh, exact, the exact same thing happened." And we talked about it at E three with Take Two. They had a panel, yeah, thinking somebody right. was going to drop some sort of Take Two news, and it was all exclusivity, which would have been nice to know going into it. Let me just say this: get this out in the open. What I just said probably makes me sound like I hate women, or <laughs> I'm racist, and all that stuff. Which, let me, let me, real quick, real quick, real quick. 
95 percent of your household are women right yes. right let's point that out first <laughs> very true um i don't know why you really count for five percent but whatever it's, 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 it's true i basically because you're a white male here. you're five yeah you're 5%. I'm, a, I'm a straight white male so i don't count for anything um it's not that I don't like diversity in gaming or inclusivity in gaming or film or movies or music or society in general. It's just when I turn on San Diego Comic-Con and I click on a video uh, panel for Riot Games, like I want to hear about news from Riot Games, right. about things that yeah. are entertainment focused because you're at a convention for pop culture entertainment stuff. Like, I love that there are three women in very powerful positions at Riot Games. That's awesome. But to be honest, I don't care who makes my games or my shows or my movies or my music or what character I play as when I'm playing a game. As long as I'm being entertained, the story is good, uh, the music is good, whatever. As long as the product is coherent and awesome, like, I... I, I don't care who makes the games like ever any whoever is the best at making the game or the movie or so show should be able to make the game movie or show. Right. Uh, but like when we we tune into things like E3 or Comic-Con, like we're expecting news announcements, like something not being preached at like. Right. What, what good does it do to tell me about inclusivity in the gaming industry? Yeah. I'm not a CEO of a game developing company. Like I can't hire women or promote women into positions of power at gaming, you know, studios. Like, yeah, it, I don't know. Yeah. I'm probably yeah. just digging I, a deeper hole for myself, yeah. but like, I just had yeah, to like, might get be. that off my chest, but <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I totally agree with you. I, I, I think that it has a place in a panel. I just think if you're going to do it, at least bring something to announce at the end of it, yeah. you know, that would have been fantastic. My, then my we probably issue, wouldn't even been talking. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're right. Now my biggest issue is when, um, when you're, when you're told things like this about how they're going to be like, like saying this is, this is, this is kind of a, a dumb panel instead of the idea that you think it's dumb because you want to hear more substance to a point or announcement. It's just, they think you're just, you're called a woman hater or that you just, you yeah. hate women. Yeah. yeah. It's not the case at all. You know, Laurie oh. Strode is one of my favorite characters in, uh, in, in the horror genre. Ripley is one of my favorite characters in sci-fi genre. Absolutely. Wonder Woman's one of my favorite characters in, in, in all, in all pop culture. Yeah. I don't have a thing against women. I have a thing against you wasting my time and telling <laughs> right. me shit stories. Yeah, right. And yeah. this is the best you know? point right here. Underfunded scientist says, I totally agree. If they want PR for being inclusive, they should do it every other day. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This should You should just operate this way. Like, right. You should live your life this way. This shouldn't be right. like an announcement you have to make. Like this should just be what you do. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. Mean, my, yeah. my girlfriend is, um, I mean, like, there's, she's there's a girl. The, yeah right right yeah i mean more things you need there's things that she excels at like if we're doing like like work around the house like tearing things down or something she's she's better at some things than i'm not than i am you know i'm better at some things than she is yeah there's never any reason to disregard it uh there's just if 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 i can't lift something and she can for some reason then i'm happy to have her lift it if she can't if she can't lift it and i can lift it then i'm happy to lift it for her like it's okay it's okay 
Women yeah. are great. I'm attracted yeah. to them. They have great qualities. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. It's it just, just goes back to what Chad said. Like, there's just a, there's a time and place for everything. Yeah. And, like these conventions, like probably not the best place. Like, no. when, or like, if again, you I, do, I, like just uh, a my like a portion of your time sure. should do this, and then the other portion should be doing what the entire convention is there for right or or just or just let us know beforehand instead of putting your title up there like you're going to announce something and then you don't you know the universe um right but but, uh real quick with with that panel (laughs) yeah with with that panel out of care i mean i'm not a league of legends player i played it in the past but um there are female heroes you can play oh yeah or female champions you should say tons so i mean what, what what would lead you to expect that women won't have any place in the game. Well, at all. to be yeah. uh, to be fair, okay. Riot did go through a little bit of a scandal oh, <laughs> about okay. harassment of females in the workplace. So, with what Blizzard's going through right now, right? Yeah, d- not nearly as bad. There was no yeah. Cosby room <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, but oh, yeah, uh, to actually back to me not hating women. Uh, my two <laughs> back to me not hating women. <laughs> I gotta dig. I gotta climb out of this. You might, I, yeah, um, dig a little further. No, my two a giant my two, pile of dirt behind yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my two mains in League of Legends are both female. Uh, Nami, who is actually a mermaid, uh, so I don't hate mermaids either. Uh, and then the other one is Sona, who is just a regular old mute female. So, so yeah, so I didn't, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that about Riot Games that they went through a scandal. So that, that, that's yeah. me. Maybe, maybe ties up why they did it. You but know, it was maybe like it was a, a year ago. Yeah. It was like a year ago. It wasn't right. like we spent, right, we spent 50 ago. minutes on it. You look a little suspicious. Yeah. 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 Um, but you know, so I was pretty disappointed. I guess if you didn't already know about the MMO, like that was dropped in passing because one of the the ladies that was there is on that project okay so it's like oh yeah i work on you know the upcoming riot league of legends mmo and then that was it and then it's like all the other stuff and then i feel like were they making like an animated series or something too yes they do have an animated yeah. series coming out on netflix very soon actually right. which looks really cool and yeah it does about. it does i know nothing about league of legends but the the trailer yeah. i think i saw the trailer dude really the good. lore is so good like they have yeah. such a great world built in runeterra and it's so deep i mean the game's a decade old right and there's Rune like a hundred like again, I don't I don't play the game. Uh, I played it a little for a while. It's actually the only game that made me throw my mouse across the room. <laughs> ever, ever. So it's either um, a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, it was a bad thing. It was a bad thing. <laughs> and the same night, my friend put a fist his fist through the wall. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sounds like typical yeah, League of Legends night. session. Yes. And but I will I will say that the the universe ironically reminds me of Masters of the Universe. You have like a combination of both tech and magic together. Yeah, and I, I think it's kind of cool. And I think they're onto something with that. Uh, I was, um, I played Heroes of Norath for a while. I don't know if you know what that was. Uh, that was kind of like a, a Linux exclusive mm-hmm. version of it. Um, it was based off of, a, of the lore of a game called Savage. And um, it was it was a really, really good game. But uh, a real quick, funny story. Uh, my brother and I were at 16-bit arcade in Columbus. And we were just having some drinks. We were actually down there for the wizard world comic con, ironically through all oh, this. Nice. And, um, 
there was uh, a couple of guys who started just talking to you that were sitting next to us and they happened to be artists for riot games oh, nice. and oh, wow. we were we were just joking with them and you know i was I was, you know, praising for, I mean, I don't know what they do or what they don't do, but I just uh, praising the company for, for their artwork and stuff. And I let them know that it's not, the game's not my cup of tea. Uh, I play, uh, I played then, I still play to this day as a game called Smite. Uh, and mm. it is a, um, you know, it's a, it's a third person MOBA and they started laughing and they're like, Oh, we play Smite too. So it's like, <laughs> you know, they, I, I would only assume that you play like your competitions games, you know, just yeah. to see what it's like. So you get ideas. Right, um, but that was yeah. I guess I guess um, they have a uh, an art studio in Columbus, or they did. Oh, at the really? time. oh wow, yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. Uh, and yes, underfunded. The Blizzard situation is insane. <laughs> so insane. insane. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> uh, like I don't know how they survived this, which is crazy. Um, but hey, it might actually be some really good uh, because WoW just needs to literally be taken out to the barn and put down. Look, I want I want Overwatch yeah. too. Like, please don't delay Overwatch. Yeah, too. yeah. You <laughs> yeah. might get it. I know. Um, Blizzard, you just you naturally get it. This is going to be like a delay to them is like a decade. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, so moving on, um, I was also fond of a few things that came out of Robert Kirkman's panel. Uh, I I love Robert Kirkman. He is hilarious. I could listen to that guy talk. Yeah, he like is. All the time. He is he really is funny. And his, his artwork is amazing. Uh, I love his artwork. So yeah, he's great. Um, I'm a Walking Dead fan, also. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so one thing I learned is that he's making a sort of Dracula movie called Renfield, which is about Renfield, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool. But uh, the one thing that maybe people might have glossed over because it was he kind of glossed over it but the way he did made it sound like he didn't want to talk about it because it's in the works and somebody asked if there were if there was going to be an invincible video game anytime soon Um, and he just like in like two seconds was like uh yeah uh we could talk about that and then like oh wow and i was like interesting i know that that's code for uh something probably in the works. Something. yeah <laughs> um what kind of video so, game is it though to play they were that you're invincible in <laughs> yeah know, yeah I don't know how it, how it really work but um yeah i'm gonna go ahead and make my claim right now you heard it here first on showboys at some point we will see news about an invincible video game in the in the coming year or so yeah um maybe like we'll a, just, a- telltale game like where yeah that's a, that's kind of what i was thinking Could be. Yeah. yeah yeah um because when you look at the walking dead there's not i mean they had a telltale game and then yeah. there's not you know there's nothing that's like really great assorted mobile mm-hmm. games yeah stuff, right but, uh i don't know maybe a fighting game akin to like injustice or something could be cool um yeah but yeah i definitely could see a telltale game uh actually but you, you yeah okay. yeah i heard him yeah you totally broke out no, there mike no it's cool um, i was like hayden get off your hotel <laughs> <laughs> there's a uh i don't know if it's in the um in already in like the works like out there's books out or if it's like being developed um but they're 
making a comic line for uh, Clementine from The Walking Dead's uh, oh, Telltale yeah. Games. That's a great uh, idea. So they're like building on her story from the game. So that tells me that their relationship with Telltale is still a thing because they're right. using that character from the Telltale game. Uh, so that being said, an, uh, an invincible Telltale game would make a lot of sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, that that I'm going to hang that claim right up next to my 10 rings claim and we'll see hopefully it <laughs> but um yeah dang i got my phone out because i was gonna do something and i totally yeah, and forgot, I just oh i gotta set my wi-fi priority so i don't there you go so you're looking at coin gecko for crypto stocks don't lie to me <laughs> <laughs> so i i want to touch on a, a comic series that i thought was really 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 interesting okay and it's the Winchester Mystery House comic series. Uh-huh. And uh, so we did an episode of that on that strange. Yeah. And it looks really good, man. Like it's a it's a horror series. It's it starts right at the beginning. If you know the 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 story at all, Sarah Winchester loses her husband dies, her daughter dies, and she gets this inheritance. So it starts there and then it goes through her building the mansion. And the artwork looks really cool. Everything about it looks really, really cool. And, and I just thought it was such a random thing to have a panel. Like I was scrolling through yeah. and I was like, wait, Winchester Mystery House comic. That sounds awesome. Cool and, and, and it worked <laughs> because because I'm all on, I, I'm yeah. on board. Wow. Um, so did the, you... the Winchester House, though, it's haunted by everyone killed by the Winchester rifle. Yeah, that's the, that's, that's the that's alleged. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. it's it's got the the crazy architecture. With all yeah, the, to confuse. Yeah, the there's like yeah, yeah, there's like staircases that don't go anywhere, doors that go don't go anywhere. It's it's really cool. They 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 went over how they went through like to make everything accurate. They looked at like building materials from the time yeah, and yeah. construction methods and tools and clothes and everything. It was really mm-hmm. really cool. The the entire. I mean, I was like on the edge of my seat the entire panel. So, <laughs> wow. It's like, uh, it's like you get shot by the Winchester rifle and like you you sit up as a ghost. Yeah. You look around. Someone's holding like a sign that says like you know go yeah. this way if you're shot by yeah. the yeah. Winchester. We'll direct you where you're staying beyond here. Right. <laughs> like the uh, the people on the the runways at the airport. With yeah, the yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Also, speaking of horror comic books, in that DC read with the lights on panel, uh, it was mainly talking about uh, Conjuring comic books that yeah. DC is making so yeah i know you're a fan of the conjuring jordan mm-hmm. and you're a fan of comic books so Damn. it's a tr- it's a double threat and right, we'll yeah. add the third in there dc is making them so there you go ah, triple whammy triple threat, yeah um uh, real quick chad were you gonna say something else about the winchester like I no, no, no 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 okay no, okay no, okay, no so you didn't sure. yep yeah, I definitely. That's really cool. I, I'm a big fan. I just went through rewatching or watching actually altogether the entire Conjuring series back to back. I had never seen any of them before, and we did a couple episodes pertaining to them on that strange. So that's really cool. I'm really yeah. I'm excited for that too. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Chad, do you want to talk about some of the stuff that uh, like you followed, wrote for, about? You know, the horror and the sci-fi stuff. Yeah, so the 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 very first thing I wrote was the the Winchester that I just discussed. Second okay. thing I wrote was the thing I mentioned earlier, which is Blade Runner Black Lotus, which is coming out in the fall to Crunchyroll and Adult Swim, and it's an anime series. 
taking place in Blade Runner's world universe. And it looks, it just looks really good, man. The artwork looks super cool. I, I, I need to, I, I'm a big fan of, of Blade Runner. I wouldn't say I'm a big fan of Blade Runner. I like Blade Runner, but I've never gone back and read the original book and I can't for the name. I, I, is it like, do androids dream of electric sheep or something like that is the original book that it was based off of. But it's just the the trailer for this anime series looks really really cool. So the the panel was kind of building out their cast. They had you know the main voice actor on there, and it's a going to be following a female. Um, I can't remember what their androids are called. They they have like a specific name in in the, what what are the androids called in Blade Runner? Anybody? No clue. Replicant. Replicant. Oh, there you geez. go. Here we go. So it, it follows a female replicant, and it's right after Blackout 2022, which was a short film that was a prequel to Blade Runner, hmm. the the second movie, 2049. So it seems like that got a following, and they decided to maybe pick up the story right after that. So I thought it was really cool. Then I mostly focused on Walking Dead news. I did an article on Fear the Walking Dead season seven. I stopped watching Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. The new trailer looks really cool. You said seven. Yeah. There's seven seasons of that show. Right, right. So so my my main gripe with Fear the Walking Dead is that I think it started really cool. I think it had a really good setup, a really good premise. And then it kind of slowly progressed to being a little too much like the original series. So, you know, the I was very intrigued by first days of the outbreak in Los Angeles. And then like at, and then and then they like leave, which not saying that that's not the smart thing to do, leave Los Angeles. <laughs> but they just like after the first season, they go off and I, I on a boat. Yeah. Just, yeah. So <laughs> the new trailer looks really good. I. I am still somewhat of a fan of Morgan. I don't yeah. think that his character on The Walking Dead is very good. Now, I think the original, you know, the the first episode, he was fantastic. And he's that, that actor is fantastic in Jericho also. So when they announced that he was coming back, I was like super excited. And it kind of fizzled out for me. Mm. But his character got worse when he joined the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, that's... Uh... I gotta say, uh, yeah, I I loved that first season of Fear the Walking Dead because so good. Uh, you don't see that very often in zombie movies or shows. Like, they're that whole first season is the start of the outbreak. Like, you right. never see that. You never see and it. Right. Every show or movie is somebody waking up in a hospital bed. They walk yeah. outside, and yeah. everyone's gone. Uh, so yeah, the, the, the drug, it, the, yeah, the drug scene was like when he woke up from the yeah. hangover from the narcotics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's so just good. like yeah, seeing the beginning of the breakup. There's a show on Netflix that I really enjoyed uh, called Black Summer, which yes. is very yeah. similar. The first, the whole, the, the second season just came out uh, maybe end of June sometime. Yeah. it was very recent. I haven't watched the second season yet. I've uh, been waiting for my wife to watch it with me because we watched the first season. Uh, but the first season was so good. It's all, you know, same thing. The start of the outbreak uh, and like, yeah, getting to see people try to 
you know adjust and right. survive and stuff is super cool not that there's anything wrong with you know what we normally get which is like you're in the middle of it seeing the ramifications of human society in an apocalypse type event but um you know i can't really think of many things that show the start of an outbreak besides you know night of the living dead right right and, right and, uh, and i know this is what you're talking about but the the subtle escalation that that first season had from just being in like the ruins of like a, 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 a abandoned church mm-hmm. to just random things on the street happening, like or on the highway happening where people can't explain yeah. what's happening. And people are viewing these, these people that are infected, just not going down from being shot to yeah. riots breaking out over it. Yeah. I love the part when the they like pan decline. out, uh, like from you know, an aerial shot and you just see like the entire city is just like yeah. completely wrecked and there's completely, like yeah. fire. I'm just like, Oh yes. And yeah. I think there yeah. was, um, who was, um, the, the, uh, the stepdad, the dad slash stepdad in the first season, what was his name? Mm, um, I can't remember his name, but I know you're, you know what I'm talking about. about. Uh, yeah. so he was in the, the Humvee with a bunch of, um, national guard or something like that. And they had to mm. stop at a building and they had to go in there and contain something. And he could hear the radio. They're all just getting like, wiped out. Yeah. Like that's like, I want to see, I want to see that. Yeah. Really and just like the, that. Yeah. the whole like containment, like camp mm-hmm. thing that they had set up, yeah, was which was like, great. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, yeah. so now the episodes turned into reminiscing about how amazing season one of fear the walking dead is. Right. So thanks for joining us. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, like season one of that show. Um, even, even the walking dead, obviously the, the show itself, it was amazing for many, many seasons. Yeah, I mean, it, was. I it really was. Yeah. Especially until, until Rick left. But, um, the, when the first episode came out of The Walking Dead, uh, I never had read the comics, honestly, Same. before then. Uh, but when I saw that first episode, I knew it was a pop culture phenomenon. I, mm-hmm. I knew that there was something different about it. And, yeah. uh, and I was definitely right with that feeling because it just it grew into this, this huge, huge thing. And yeah. the prices of those books skyrocketed. Yeah, um, yeah. They barely even skyrocketed before the show came out on AMC. And it just boomed through the roof. Yeah. And I think um, at the Comic Con they didn't talk about the movie for Rick Grimes, did they? Yeah. So that that was the thing that was like the red herring that was missing mm-hmm. from this is they they didn't really touch. I mean, they they touched that it's still happening, you know. But mm-hmm. I, I I thought we would maybe get something a teaser yeah. or or something. I mean, yeah. he's been off the how how long? How many seasons has he been off the show? I mean, it's three. been yeah three. Yeah. So and and the other article I wrote was the trailer for season eleven of The Walking Dead, which is seemingly going to be the last. Yeah, it's going to be like a billion episodes too, and they're splitting right. it up into two. Right. That's so, crazy. I mean, it 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 looks good. I think it's you know I I loved the first half of The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. but it's time for it to end. You know, yeah. especially when your main character, the actor, is like I'm. I don't want to do it anymore or whatever his <laughs> excuse was to leave. Yeah. Like I, I know say, they kind of did some damage control with the movie coming out, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Kirkman and in his uh, individual panel was asked. Uh, he, he started out like first 10 minutes were just him giving updates about stuff. And then the rest of the panel was just him answering questions from Twitter. And one of them was about the movie and he's like, yeah, we just don't have anything really to update you with. And I don't want to like, update you with stuff that's you know 
going to disappoint you because we're it's still in development so like things can change uh but it is still in development and it is something that they're still working hard at uh putting out but yeah that's all i heard about the movie right yeah i i, I mean i'm i'm gonna be curious how they tie it so i i did read the comics before the show came out and that was you know, probably back in high school, maybe I read them or it, it was well before the show. But I, I think the show did really, really good, but it started to get stale right up till Negan came on. And then Negan, for me, kind of revigorated yeah. it because that was my favorite character from the comics. And I think uh-huh. his yeah, I think his his actor is fantastic at playing Jeffrey Negan. Dean Morgan. Yeah, it, so it's good. just like that first that first episode that he's on is just fantastic and, and then the, the even that the, even the yeah, yeah. and even then the, the fact that they like went along with the glenn scene yeah i was i like, didn't expect it i didn't expect I didn't. it like no. i knew what was gonna happen so i was well versed in the comics at that point yeah like, no way they're gonna right. do it yeah exactly because right. you saw that with the governor like the governor did a lot of really heinous things in the comic yeah and yeah he was just like a schoolgirl in the yeah, show, right? Uh, he took so, Rick's hand in the comics. You know, yeah, like and he did a lot hand. of very bad things to Michonne. Yeah, <laughs> and then Michonne did a lot of very bad things back. Yeah, again. right. Uh, so when they kind of like tamed that down, I was like, okay, they're not going to do the Glenn thing. Have yeah. you guys have you guys watched the unedited version of uh, Negan's first appearance where they actually allow him to cuss and everything? Oh no! I you it's, know what that that's funny because it, it that. I mean, it's it's relatively word for word out of the comics yeah. minus the cuss words. Yep. And so, they, so I did version where you can oh, watch it. It's on YouTube. Oh, so. I didn't know that. I'll have to watch that mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think that you know the the leading up to Negan, I got really irritated with the way they ended that season, leaving the. the I don't know why. Like, I know the it's camera, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. It just it just really <laughs> irritated me. So, so I was like, you know already letting go of the show because of that but negan you know kept me going a little bit longer but then after rick left it's just like you know it's time time to end yeah yeah you guys both made it farther than me so congratulations (laughs) you should get to that point at least yeah i I can't i saw my own uh version of how i wish it would end seeing rick oh yeah you you Uh, know what happens to rick right mike you should watch mm -hmm. him uh yeah you should all right. Mm-hmm. You convinced me. I'll add it to my <laughs> giant, massive backlog of things to watch. So, and, and one, one more thing, real quick. Is Rick is probably, my, as far as TV shows go, he's one of my favorite characters ever on, on any type of TV yeah. series. Yeah. Andrew Lincoln Definitely. crushed it. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely. He did such a great job as Rick. And yeah. The story arc from being compassionate to loving to loyal to brutal to yeah. mixing all of those emotions together to uh, just, it's, yeah, he, he put it all together to, to just like, and an arc of a character that yeah. was that was perfect for what he needed fantastic to do. job it just seemed yeah it seemed like they they did and they did a really good job killing characters off that you weren't expecting them to kill off and because and i think they they go away from the comics a little bit and that might be why a lot of mm-hmm. people weren't expecting certain characters but then once it got to the point where they were like advertising who was who was leaving off the show i thought it was really <laughs> odd <laughs> uh nick's here with us in spirit actually can we just take a moment I wasn't laughing at what he said. I was laughing at the picture. That's what I was just going to say. I was like, look at that picture. Man, he's looking spiffy. He cleans up nice. It's quite Uh, a vacation. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Nick says Mike's going to get right to that, straight to the bottom of the pile, which yep. uh, <laughs> unfortunately is true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it has been added to the pile, so maybe at some point, someday, right down there, someday I'm it might still, happen. Uh, Jordan, when did you tell me to watch Star Girl? Um, whenever it came out, because I was biased. Which was not <laughs> um, like two it was months last ago, year, right? Which, so let me tell you, I just started it like a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> so he told me like a year ago, and I'm just May 18, to So you know, I get to him. It just takes a while because uh, there's too much stuff to watch. But it's uh, a good show, right? Do you it like it so far? Show. I'm like yeah. uh, four, four or five episodes in. I, yeah. I enjoy it. It's pretty good. Yeah, um, if you know the Justice Society comic books, they just yeah. do nothing but like pay homage to it. And well, that's great because I don't know anything about them, and I still like the show. Great, but Excellent. it's it's. I love it when uh, they they stay true. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I didn't mean to derail that entire thing. We'll just blame Nick. It's all his yeah. fault. Uh, <laughs> that's good. But yeah, I, I have I have one more Walking Dead thing, and okay. that is season two trailer for or first look at the walking dead world beyond which i have not watched yet maybe when it's all out i'll binge it at some point but not really you know i'm kind of walking dead at you know i'm i'm kind of out of it at this point yeah yeah all right well is that uh all of your your write-ups that you did and then i did the dune trailer the the second dune trailer yep dune uh does look pretty cool not gonna lie it does. I, I I've never never read the book. I never watched any older movies. It kind of I, I maybe I'm just being hopeful, but it has a little bit of a Star Wars vibe to it. It has a Tatooine vibe to it, if you will. I I don't know. I don't know Big what's sand. giving That's me that. Sure. If it's just the sand or 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 what? Like, There's like even a, a man eating vagina in the sand. Yeah, yeah, is... yeah. That and then Edmace <laughs> in that movie. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> That was a terrible joke. Uh, but yeah, Nick, that is normally my job here anyways. Yes. Throwing us off track, 100%. Yep. He even true to does your character. it when he's not on the show. <laughs> what a guy. Um, yeah, the Dune movie looks really cool. Uh, I'm pretty hyped about that. Uh, but um, yeah, so uh, let me go through some of the things that I wrote down because uh, I know Jordan came highly prepared tonight uh, <laughs> with all of his... Uh, stuff and we'll just pretend like this comment from nick was from the comment i just said but it wasn't uh but yeah wow wow um so friday from the friday panels uh, i threw this on there for nick because i know who he is i understand him uh, but there's a dragon ball z panel something yeah. about a new movie something about some crazy like uh intro song that was just insane it's one giant um, guitar lead yeah i uh I, I barely made it through the song and then i was like all right i'm out but i did link <laughs> nick the video so i did my duty uh, i told my friend about something from a series he loves uh but then there was a panel real quick, on... real, quick real quick is yeah. nick a dragon ball z fan obviously uh you could say that yeah okay I, dabbles. I, i'm a big dragon ball z fan all the way up through dragon ball gt do they just Dragon yeah. Ball? Which, like which, a, which honestly Dragon is Ball just Dragon Ball Z, but yeah, it's they're a bunch of like car models. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. 
But uh, moving on, uh, I did catch the panel for Stephen Amell's new show on Stars called Heels, uh, which is about the underground. High heels. Yes, yes, uh, he exactly is a cross-dressing it. man who has an infinity for uh, high heel shoes, and no, um, <laughs> it's about the uh, underground independent wrestling circuit and uh, in a small town. And he is a wrestler uh, who is the heel, which uh, if you're familiar with the term heel, it's usually like the villain, the people, the person people like to hate. Uh, but yeah, it's all about like the indie wrestling stuff and not a fan of wrestling, uh, but it looked interesting. show looks really good. Yeah, it does look interesting I mean, for whatever reason. I'm the same way. I don't I couldn't care less about wrestling. I've never watched yeah. it a day in my life, but. It does look really interesting. The yeah, the, the two like rival yeah, the two rival brothers things I thought yeah. was really cool. Um so, so it premieres August fifteenth at nine PM Eastern on Stars, which does that mean it will be on Hulu next day? I feel like maybe maybe, maybe yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't, know. I don't think so. We'll find out. But uh yeah, stars Stephen Amell, obviously, uh from Arrow. Uh, but also James Harrison is in this show, uh, which if you watch the footballs, he was, um, a very brutal linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he is one mammoth of a man. Like his muscles have muscles. It's crazy. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I was shocked to see I did. I had no idea that he acted, but, um, yeah, he's in the show, which I think is perfect because he is like a behemoth of a person and, wrestling i mean come on right that's cool yeah uh so i I don't know i might check it out if i can find it anywhere because i don't have stars but um yeah interesting so you gotta be honest i i really didn't even know stars was still a thing until until i saw it on the end so same uh then there's the paramount plus peak animation panel that i watched which i already talked about star wars prodigy uh star wars lower or star wars star trek prodigy star trek the lower decks uh, but then they had another show called The Harper House, which kind of looked funny. Uh, another animated show premieres uh, September 16th. Um, I doubt I'll, I'll catch it, but it, it stuck out as something that I would make a bullet point for. So I have to mention it. Uh, yeah. Adventure Time, Distant Lands had a panel. Uh, not a big Adventure Time fan, but they do have a panel. So if you're into that, you can go check it out. Uh, there's a Marvel Comics X-Men panel, which was interesting. I watched at like 1.25 speed on YouTube. Um, and they just kind of talked about all the new stuff going on with the X-Men and the comics. And uh, I don't read Marvel Comics, but I was kind of interested in this panel. And it kind of made me want to get into the X-Men comics. Were, were they so, talking about Krakoa and such? Yeah. Uh, apparently the mutants like inhabit mars now and it's like the capital of the galaxy or something oh interesting yeah krakoa is like a, a weird island that they um sent they, villains to have gone to krakoa should be on earth if i remember correctly yeah but is that um, where they like sent villains to or something I don't for know. a while krakoa is like a living island okay and um they they kind of they took utopia which is where um scott summer cyclops tried to um take the rest of the x-men and put them on the island and um preserve uh, mutants because mutants are kind of dying off uh, that led kind of into Avengers vs. X-Men because he believed that the Phoenix was going to rebirth the X-Men or rebirth mutants across the earth and you've um, seen rap yep. <laughs> um, uh, yes. and, and it was uh, it was really, it was a really unique um, 
storyline that kind of pitted uh, Cyclops against Captain America, obviously Avengers vs. X-Men. Mm -hmm. And eventually when X-Men went away from Marvel for a while, the way they brought him back now, they've rebooted him a couple times since then. It's just kind of a mess to be honest with you, but Krakoa kind of unites all mutants to one island and there's a, um, a council of Krakoa. They have a technical name, but they're basically the council that runs it. It's interesting though, because um, a lot of leaders are, are on there that you never would expect to be in apocalypse is one of them. Hmm. So apocalypse is kind of working with the rest of the mutants. They're trying to, all the mutants are like basically one team to uh, work together, but it, it's super weird because they kill off the X-Men and um, you're kind of like, what the hell just happened in this first yeah. comic? It's like Steven Seagal on executive decision. You're like, what? <laughs> I'm here to see Steven Seagal. He just got ripped out of a plane. And yeah. um, so the first issue, it kills off all the X-Men, but it's okay because Krakoa has like seedlings of all these different mutants and rebirths yeah. them. Uh, yeah, so basically so they, they talked about like the new X-Men team. Uh, new X-Men was voted on by fans or something. Mm-hmm. Uh they talk about some gala of some sort, hmm. which was an event or something. I don't know. It sounded really interesting, but um, yeah, I doubt I'll read any because I'll always love the X Men, but they're just a disaster. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I feel like I I loved the the cartoon when I was growing up of X Men, mm-hmm. so that's where it started for me. And then that I I I I don't hate the movies as much as seemingly everybody else does. I, I think they're fun. My kids like them. I, you know, I think we can get much better. Mm-hmm. And, and Logan kind of pointed to that, that I yeah, think Logan's fantastic. So little, little Courtney family Easter egg for you guys right. that may or may not have been the inspiration for <laughs> my daughter's name. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that's not dorky or anything. Her name is no. definitely not Courtney Logan. Yeah. <laughs> It's definitely 100% Wolverine. <laughs> Wolverine Courtney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the, honestly, like the, the X-Men, like, it's, it's amazing. Um, the X-Men, the, the story about them in, in, in general, it's it's the, and I support this. It's really, really cool. They're, what's now an annoying type of SJW thing is back right. then was the original, you know, like a story of adversity and acceptance and being accepted because you're different. Yeah, you know, they, they were the closest to just being human, but they had these mutations that just made them different. They were, they were, um, you know, like the two or three percent of people that were different than your average uh, a person walking down the street. They were hated for it, right. and all they tried to do was good, but they're never looked on for that. And yeah. that story is uh, will always a, be one of the best things in, in comic books. And I'm, I'm a little like, scared what they're going to do with today's age taking that and putting that into the mcu that's one of my biggest fears for yeah MCU. yeah i i mean i i think i'm excited for it i'm excited for it mm-hmm. but it, you know i have i have my concerns and i have my concerns with the deadpool 3 also although it mm-hmm. seems like it's shaping up to be what a lot of people want so yeah. we'll see two, i don't know two things uh the deadpool korg like reaction trailer to free yeah. guy is yeah, hilarious yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you haven't <laughs> yeah. seen that you should watch it because it's definitely great. But yeah, it pretty it's much really confirms funny. that deadpool is in the mcu because he's interacting with korg yeah um but also funny because obviously taika watiti and ryan reynolds worked on free guy. Right. uh anyways um but the other thing more importantly is like it's almost like you know you can you can get across important messages 
simply through storytelling in a good way without like doing what everybody is doing today with as far as you know sjw preachy soapbox yeah yeah like x-men literally did was it. yeah social justice like back then when it came right. out right. and they just did it through storytelling and they didn't like make characters name like snowflake or screen time or whatever uh these yeah. ridiculous new comic characters that i was gonna say you out. know there's actually a character named snowflake right yes yeah yeah, yeah. that's what i'm talking about <laughs> uh <laughs> they just made interesting characters that were different than everyone and you picked up on it through good storytelling um all right but again i don't want to go down a giant rant and get canceled um before our you know, <laughs> in the very <laughs> beginning when i said comic-con has always been something that has like irritated me it's yeah. because a lot of these things we keep going on to and you know there's interviews where i'm told that movies certain movies weren't made for me <laughs> you know, yeah like yeah it's so, so yeah. ridiculous yeah right uh, the platforms this is, this is happening and turning into when it should be something about you know what it, what it's actually meant to be it's yeah. more it becomes more division than unity which is psychotic yeah. it's insane yeah. comics have never comics have always tackled social issues and controversial uh, social issues, whether it be drugs or race or gender or sexual preference. Yeah. And they've always had a, a, a generally good way of going about it. Uh, North Star, who's, who's, a, who's a, a mutant and uh, part of uh, Alpha Flight, a Canadian superhero team, um, you know, he, he came out gay as gay and it, it made sense. Uh, right. Iceman came out as gay in the last um, like uh, last like seven or eight years. And, you know, Iceman is one of my favorite X-Men and, I've, you know, it's very obvious other than the X-Men movies that he's, he's, you know, I, I thought he might've been gay you yeah, know, this yeah. entire time. He, it yeah, made I mean, sense, but he went from like this Omega mutant with like creating these crazy cool, like ice spikes and like growing tall and destroying things to just sliding on ice and with a happy yeah, smile yeah. on his face. You know, yeah, yeah. really going to make a figure skating joke. Yeah, yeah. I don't like go there. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> and, and like, like it's not, it's not what like what they turn him into that like 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 just releasing that is what ruined the characters. Well, how you started writing him behind that point? Yeah, so, right. Yeah, yeah. Again, well, I don't want to like, go into a whole lot, but yeah, yeah it's that's. I mean, I still like Iceman, but holy crap, that irritated me. That's yeah. what art <laughs> accomplishes, though, right? Art mm -hmm. in a, in general is social commentary, like mm -hmm. regardless of the form, be it music, uh, comics, movies, uh, what have you, books, anything. Uh, and they always have been, and they've always been effective tools. So, like, I don't understand. I don't know. Maybe again, it's because I'm a straight white male that I don't understand. But like, at the point of just like cramming it down the throats of consumers so blatantly, it's like, I don't know. If you have half a brain and you watch a movie, you can pick up on the social commentary and it will make you feel a certain way if you're like a decent human being who can right. pick up on things. Like and if you can't do that, then there probably isn't much hope for for you anyways, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But again, we'll we'll move on. Um <clears throat> speaking of disasters, uh the there was a <laughs> There was actually a really good segue before we went into that whole tirade, but then yeah. it also applies to that tirade. Yeah. Um, there was a uh, Masters of the Universe panel, uh, which I am not a Masters of the Universe fan. I am a Kevin Smith fan, but uh, he is getting demolished right now. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. 
And it kind of makes me feel bad uh, for Kevin Smith. And then also for me for liking Kevin Smith, because apparently he just lied through his teeth about everything about Masters it's of seeming, the Universe. Yeah, it's seeming that way for sure. Yeah. Look, look, look real quick. Uh, ju- ju- I just want to jump in this real quick before I say anything that's that's a big mistake. Um, <laughs> the opinions expressed by Jordan on the show are not that absurd. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're gonna be like right next to like Steven Crowder videos and um, all these other hated <laughs> conservative people. Um, but he, we gotta get the, uh, something straight across. He Man was the original He Man TV show was not a good TV show. It was it was created to sell a line of toys and it was very successful at that. Yeah, the acting was terrible. The storylines were horrible. Animation was horrible. Um, I'm saying this is a fact, but uh, it's obviously just an opinion. Uh, even though I think it's a fact. Um, so whatever you need to do, you can do. Okay. And it, it's, it's considered masters of the universe. It's not like called He-Man, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. So it just takes place um, in that, in that, uh, the universe. The way it was advertised though, we thought we were going to see a lot of great nostalgia and uh, a whole series based on these characters. Like, oh, okay. These toys that, that we love collecting that it's finally going to be justified. Yeah. Right. Right. You're not going to see like um, like a 360 pound guy of just pure muscle just like going like. Yeah. Yeah. The right. Voice lines don't match up. You know. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it, it was finally going to be justified, but then they just it just becomes like a just a uh, exactly not that. They they yeah, take yeah. a lot of these legacy characters, <laughs> shuffle them off to the side. They did a lot of really cool things like triclops. I don't know if you know what triclops is, but. Um, they made him kind of like a priest of tech instead of magic and they met or tech finally overtook magic and um, they did they did some cool things that you ever wondered in the, the masters of the universe the balance of power between tech and magic almost like a star wars thing star wars tech took over obviously the magic magic was um, a minority and in, in, uh, being uh, um, put to use right the force masters of the universe has this tech and magic balance and tech just overthrown it completely that was a big part of the story. I like that. I'll give credit where it's due. But even Tila, I don't hate the Tila character. I really hated what they made her aesthetics become. I didn't like... Well, I actually like the supporting character. I can't remember her name. But I really did like the supporting character who was um, her ally. Did you guys watch the whole series or no? Nothing. No. I okay. nothing about no. Masters of the Universe. So this won't last very very long because I, yeah. I couldn't finish the whole thing because I wasn't a huge fan of it. But... Um, they did a lot of really cool things. Mark Hamill portrayed way too much of the Joker in Skeletor. <laughs> um, but I never got to... So it, they they irritated me by the end of episode one. I watched it through like episode two or three. And um, when I stopped there, I was told that the rest of it would have irritated me too. So right, right, yeah. <laughs> Man in Arms is a character in it. He They, they supposedly did him good justice. Uh, but overall, I'm just... To pass, uh, my girlfriend's son loved it. He thought it was great, which nice. is which is great. Yeah. Um, but Kevin Smith has obviously taken a lot of heat, and he's being he's taking a lot of heat from what's supposedly a vocal minority. Which you can make that argument, but when it comes to reviews on on certain things that come out, in order to use it as a solid point, you have to have a vocal majority praising the opposite. Correct? Right, right, and yeah. there is not there is not a vocal majority praising the opposite yeah 
all you have yep. is the the um like the the higher ups the the ones that quote unquote matter at Rotten Tomatoes give you a good score. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Scores Which are still is not really a good, good Exactly. Score. <laughs> uh but yeah, so everyone just take a quick moment pour one out for our boy Kevin Smith. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he needs it. Uh but yeah, so there was a panel for that. I did not watch. Uh, then there is an Amazon panel uh, where they discussed at length the upcoming Wheel of Time show, uh, which was described as the bridge between Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. Uh, I know nothing about the Wheel of Time, but it's based off a series of novels that there are like 14 books. Uh, but yeah, it's apparently like interesting you know, way to describe a bridge between it, lord of yeah. the rings and game of thrones like that type of universe environment characters uh fantasy uh it's coming in november of 2021 first season of the show it's documentary um, or I'm yeah sorry. like if you know <laughs> it's you, just a fantasy show based off of yeah. this series of 14 books but it's like a combination of lord of the rings and game of thrones like that style okay. so it's their yeah. own thing it's their own thing yes like if yeah the fantasy exists magic is kind of on the lowdown yeah yeah okay so so i i i'm intrigued by this i think i think that I there, too, it, yeah. even if you look at the the like cover for the show or whatever you want to call it it looks like game of thrones i mean it looks like they just <laughs> took they took game of thrones out and then put their title yeah. in there so I, I I'm excited for it. It's a, a little weird to me because I think they're doing a Lord of the Rings show, they right? Are. Supposedly, Very much yes. so. They yeah. spent, so they've already spent like five hundred billion dollar or million or billion. I don't know. It was some sort <laughs> of trillion. Yeah. yeah. So it, it looks like they're stacking their fantasy deck a little bit for one of these shows not being good, which could be totally the case. Fine. So I'm I'm here for that because I love the fantasy stuff. They actually right. have a great show, Carnival Row, if you've ever seen that. Um, it's like up there with the, the fantasy meets steampunk almost. Oh, wow. Uh, it's, it's really good. Orlando Bloom is in it. Uh, it's good. I enjoyed the first season. Mike, you played battles on middle earth with me, right? Battle middle earth too. Yes. Yeah. It's the only RTS game I've ever liked. Yeah. It's so yeah. Good. Yeah. We talked about it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Last, uh, last what's playing episode. We talked about it. Uh, but that was announced as a big part of their panel, which was cool. Uh, the IMDb TV platform was announced, which is a free streaming service through Amazon Prime. Uh, and their big announcement for that was the Leverage Redemption series uh, being an IMDb original, which is a continuation of the original Leverage series, which I think right. ended in like 2012 or something. It was in the like mid-2000s. Um, I never heard of the show, but apparently a lot of people liked it. Uh, then they talked about a, about a show called uh, <laughs> Soldiers or Zombies, which, if I'm being honest, look really terrible. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's all I'm going to say about it. If you if the title sounds interesting, just YouTube it. It looks not good. Yeah. Uh, but also, it could have looked not good because all these videos I watched on 1.25 playback speed so right there you go as much as I there you could. go <laughs> so it could have just been the speed that made it like look really not great but yeah. i'm just gonna go on and say probably not great yeah uh, and then they talked about a, a new series called i know what you did last summer based off the movie yeah uh 
so I don't know. I mean, I watched that movie back in the day. I liked. Uh, I, was, I, I liked. But I think there's two of them, right? I liked both yeah. of them. Even the second I one was still you know, what you did outrageous, but it was good. Yeah. Uh, so who knows? Maybe that might be a cool series. Might check it out. Uh, Rick and Morty had a panel. I think they might have had two panels. Uh, nothing too exciting. They just kind of talked about things. They didn't make any sort of announcements on the, at least the one that I watched. Uh, and then we had rounding out my Friday. Uh, was the DC read with the lights on, which we talked about. And the big takeaway for me was the DC vampire book they're working on. And then they are, like I told you, Jordan, the big focus of their panel was the conjuring comic, yeah. um, I, which might be interesting to you guys. Um, yeah. So and, the conjuring comic is, are they going to go into like other investigators or are they going to take like some of the main, um, okay. It was on in the background and at an <laughs> upped speed. So I was <laughs> like, they were talking really fast. Yeah. <laughs> and I, was, I, I wonder I was if they were going to take working. the nun and like take the nun into like other situations throughout the time that got her. Yeah, to the I'm not day. sure. Uh, I should have paid more attention uh, because after I watched it, I was like, oh, Jordan will probably be interested in that. And then if there's any, <laughs> I just clicked if, on the next video. <laughs> if there's, you're right. If there's anybody who like follows the Conjuring series, I've talked to multiple people who don't know this exists, but one of my favorite movies in the Conjuring series is uh, The Curse of La Llorona. Yeah, it's yeah. A, um, it's very underrated, and I think it's very, very underrated. I agree yeah. with that. I, that that that's probably one of my favorite ones. I I had high hopes for the nun, and and I talked <laughs> about. I, yeah. I had really high hopes for the nun because nuns just terrify me. Dude, it's she just, was just, it's just yeah, it's just terrifying. I, I can't yeah, tell. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, I think. Kinda, it, I mean, it's a demon. You can kind of. It's a demon. Yeah. yeah. It's a mockery. So I think it's a male and a nun nun outfit right. just to mock the. But uh, just the absolutely idea. terrifying. And then the nun movie was just not. Terrifying. The priest was a cool so, character, though. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, he felt like a, almost like a like a demon hunter. Right. right? And, yeah, and yeah, yeah. He took on the paranormal jobs that yeah. they don't normally take. But uh, the Annabelle creation is probably the scariest movie. Yeah. And then I would say that the Curse of uh, La Llorona is the second scariest. Yeah, she's she's terrifying. I think. There, uh, there's, it, it, yeah. yeah. There's just something about it. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I mean, I, I know you do that strange of. Um, have you ever seen like a like in real life? Have you ever seen a ghost? I have not. No. So no. The, the um, I grew, I grew up in a haunted house, like a really really okay. haunted house. Oh really? And, okay. Yeah, and we were we were. I mean, I say fortunate now, but like it's it's like when you're growing up, you don't realize. But we saw full figure apparitions a couple times. Oh really? Which is super wow. rare, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and the curse of Lillerona is obviously not exactly that. Um, but just the intensity that you feel while staring at her. Well, she's not doing anything. Yeah, is the closest thing I've seen probably in any movie to seeing an actual ghost. Really, and so really yeah. So when I see when I see that, I'm like, I'm like, oh, someone, someone's seen a ghost. Someone's seen a ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in, that's interesting. We might have to have you on to talk some about some of those stories. I think that'd be a really cool episode. Halloween's coming up. Yeah, that, there we go. There we that go. haunting of Hill House episode. The whole reason I spent most of it sitting like this was because, it was because he, was of telling, he was telling stories, and I was like, yeah. oh, I can't handle this. Yeah. Some of, some of them... the stories involved my brothers. I was really young, and and um, and we could we could dive into it, but um, like later, but uh, not to go crazy off topic. I'm one of those people. Uh, there's a there's a scientific side to paranormal things, and there's yeah. a spiritual side to paranormal things. Right. And um, the house that we grew up in was a crossroads of those two things. And um, so, yeah, there's there's a um, there's a whole whole bunch of happenings in that. But yeah, definitely sounds like a great that strange episode for sure. <laughs> yeah, I would uh, enjoy listening to that for sure. 
uh, with the lights preferably on. not in my dark basement right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right the really on. late at night uh, pop figure falls off pop figure yeah. falls off pop figure falls off <laughs> yeah yeah this would be the time of this episode for that to happen right. that's well, that's where it happened in Wendigoon's episode so uh but yeah uh so the DC read with the lights on was pretty cool um then Saturday there were only two that caught my attention and we've kind of briefly touched on both the right games one which was extremely disappointing for me and then the Robert Kirkman at home one, which was pretty cool. Uh, you know, he talked about, um, you know, the Walking Dead movie yeah, still in development. Yeah. He talked about the Invincible live action movie still in development. But uh, like the Walking Dead movie, it's too early on. They don't really have much to announce, but there's stuff going on. Nothing set in stone yet uh, to announce. Uh, so to avoid disappointing at people, he's just not talking about them. So, um, so is there anything on this walking dead movie? Is this going to be like the final episode per se? I have no idea, of, but I know it's walking like dead a, a Rick Grimes story. Yeah, so, I know that. I know that. Uh, it just seems like if he's gone, odd. I don't know. We don't even know if it's going to be the Ohio Commonwealth, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think we know anything. Not many details. That's for sure. Um, he better not shave. <laughs> coral uh i hope we hope we can get some coral memes from yeah the movie at least. Uh, but yeah he talked about there uh you know a lot of stuff going on with image comics uh there's an oblivion song movie in development which is an adaptation of one of those comics uh he talked about you know the renfield movie we talked about um uh alluded to a few things invincible wise for season two um talked about the invincible movie very briefly uh and then that little side note of dismissing the invincible video game question yeah. which i feel like i don't know why even include it if like it's right so, i mean there's got to be right because he's read he's not getting asked questions it's not live right? yeah yeah these, so these so are all picked odd. it's true. odd that it's picked and yeah. that he yeah very strange something is going on at, yeah. at the core of it though that is robert kirkman I don't know right, why I just right, right. my cheeks the dude's like a, that, but... in in the in the least non-sexual way, the dude's a tease. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, right. <laughs> very way much to put so. it. Yeah. <laughs> very, very much in a sexual and non-sexual way. Yes. But definitely sexual. I I, I kind of like I I really like Robert Kirkman and and but I get the vibe that he may be a little difficult to work with. And I don't know. If that's just from all the showrunners that that came and went on on Pretty The Walking much Dead, how nobody could stay on for more than a season. Yeah, of it's, it, it seems like that. which which <laughs> which to be fair, it's it's his thing, you know. Yeah. It, so I I get it, but it, I feel like there's something behind the scenes that he doesn't like show out in public. I mean, but, it makes sense, right? I mean, everyone's got their demons, right? Uh, right. There is a really funny interview that Kevin Smith did with Robert Kirkman, and it was hysterical, and I laughed so hard. Yeah. For so long. Uh, <laughs> but basically, Robert Kirkman just wants money, so he'll do anything to make money. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was pretty much it for me. Um, Jordan, is there anything that uh, you would care to talk about before we kind of no, wrap I, up here? No, honestly, it, it worked out just how I thought. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let the news come to me, and I'll react to it as I, as yeah. I hear it, right? yeah yeah enjoy it uh so as always we have the answer the boys weekly topic so this week you know i asked you know what are your thoughts on comic-con 2021 or comic-con in general any announcements or news from this year's comic-con that got you excited let us know and we'll chat about them on the show 
Uh, and you know, it, I don't, I just don't think Comic Con lands that much, at least this year's. We had one comment from our good friend, underfunded scientist, who said, I've never been to one, but I love them and want to. So, uh, I agree. I've never been to one either. Um, and you know, he also agrees with the Robert Kirkman. Definitely sexual. sexual. <laughs> uh, that sounds like a great punk rock band name. By yeah. The way. Um, so we'll just bookmark that. Any of you aspiring punk rock artists, uh, that one's for you. You have your name. It's for you. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, thanks for chiming in in the Answer the Boys topic. Uh, we love it. Uh, we've talked about it a ton. Uh, every week, look out for the topic of the week and make sure you get your comments in. Uh, because it's really fun to go over what you guys talk about in Discord. Uh, makes for good content on the show. Makes my job easier because I don't have to think about a lot more things to talk about. So, uh, yeah, it's still should... there, there's still definitely a couple panels that I want to go back and watch. I want to watch. I Todd McFarlane had one. I love Todd he McFarlane. Did. I kind of breezed through it. Didn't look like there was anything that big out of it, but I still like listening to him talk. So mm-hmm. I, I think he announced. Um along with uh the dc multiverse he was gonna do some sp- new spawn figures yeah so, yeah i think that's, yeah that was um those were, they were definitely earlier yeah there the, he was definitely holding some stuff up as i was breezing through but i didn't really see what it was so that that might be and then i think batman the long halloween part two the animated yeah. thing had a, a panel and I, that's did. my fate absolutely favorite batman graphic novel hands down without well, question because jordan's been telling us we need to watch it Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm gonna wait until they're both out so I can watch. Oh, good them for you. Back good back, for you. So. so, um, and I I know we we actually talked about this like last episode. I was like, I always feel so. No, we talked about it afterwards. I was like, I felt so bad because I was always stealing what you wanted to say on Star Wars. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. So, uh, Batman Long Halloween is also my favorite. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, novel for for Batman Dark Victory. I didn't. It was it was good. Wasn't like up there with it. But the um, the artwork was amazing on Long Halloween. I talked to a guy earlier about the Joker with the piano uh, yeah. key teeth. You know, it's yeah. just it's so good. Um, but the the cartoon, uh, as someone also who knows the novel really well, <clears throat> the the cartoon has a way of in uh, changing enough in the right manner to That's what I hear, keep, yeah, to, to keep um, uh, you know viewers in, and also switching things up to keep people like you and I guessing as to who it could be or what's going on. Uh, but it is also I'll plug this in because I, I love these, everything DC. Um, it's part of the new DC animated universe they're, they're launching. No, I don't know if you knew okay. that, but no, Superman, Superman Man of Tomorrow is the, um, is the, is the first one. And it's about uh, Clark Kent first becoming Superman of Metropolis. He runs into um, uh, uh, Lobo and fights Parasite. Uh, really, really cool stuff. And then the, the second movie they have out in line is they introduce Barry Allen. He travels through time to World War II and meets the Justice Society. And the Batman Long Halloween introduces the Batman. They're going to plug into that particular Barry Allen. And oh, Clark cool. Super okay. Nice. Cool. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely on the DC animated stuff for sure. Oh, I tell you what, man. I So, so when Arkham Knight came out, I played Arkham Knight. And there's so many animated Batman movies, okay? So... I like watching movies and stuff of the video games I'm playing. You know that we talk mm-hmm. about it all the time. So when Spider-Man came out, I was like, dude, I cannot wait to watch these animated Spider-Man movies. Like mm-hmm. thinking that there was going to be anything outside of Into the Spider-Verse and there wasn't, which I thought was, it's just not a thing that Marvel does or does very well right now. It seems like they're maybe trying to change that a little bit. I hope they change that because there's a lot of cool 
Marvel stories that they could tell in these in these graphic novels and not spend you know billions of dollars making MC, MCU movies out of them. So it might be psychotic, and this is probably way into left field. And you know, I I, I probably critique Marvel more than I should have should at times. Uh, I do I do love it. You know, I would love to join any conversation regarding anything Marvel, honestly. Um, but it'd be kind of cool to have Spider Ham from Into the Mall Into yeah. Spider Verse show up in the MCU. Yeah, that like would be in cool. cartoon yeah. form. I, I know that sounds outrageous. It's almost like a, a Roger Roger Rabbit situation. But, yeah. um, you know, when you when you start doing what the Loki TV show, show did with connecting different multiverse, uh, I mean, there could be uh, a particular universe where the chemical compounds are, we're just a bunch of floating ooze having this conversation on a podcast right now. Yeah, yeah. The sky's the limit. So like, right. you get to the part with the multiverse of madness and um, what they're doing with Spider-Man. It's just, why the hell not do it? Right. Yeah. They might, it, it might happen. Already. Yeah. yeah it we might. Had, it, we had Throg. You could, yeah. Throg is obviously in Loki. I mean, like it's, they're on their way, but I'd like to see the actual cartoon version of Spider-Man <laughs> show up. Like, yeah. like, like a Roger Rabbit situation. You know, I'm like, I'm like slightly worried for no way home. Just, just in the sense that since Spider-Man came into the MCU, they don't, they don't really it's like they're just like mcu stories you know and there's so many cool spider-man stories that they could tell in these movies and i was hoping there was like a hint that they were going to do craven's last hunt which is my favorite spider-man comic so i it doesn't seem like that's what they're doing now it seems like they're going to do like live action into the spider-verse type of deal which Mm -hmm. could be cool Uh, i'll agree into the spider-verse blew me away i think it's one of the best comic Mm -hmm. book movies but you know, just give me a cool New York City Spider-Man story. And that could have been the perfect topper because yeah. we left New York in the second one, which is like absurd because New York is just as big of a character to me as Spider-Man is. Yeah, it, yeah. So, you know, that that irritates me a lot, but we'll see. I, I, I have high hopes for it, but I'm I want to see keeping. A, I want to see the struggling Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want to see him like. I mean, I don't know if he's even still in high. He's still in high school, but I want to see him struggling with his grades and doing the Spider-Man thing. I want to see him struggle with girls. You know, the Tobey Maguire landed that whole idea um, perfectly, where like you know he was a perfectly, you know, he had issues with money, issues with women, all the all the cool kid stuff. You know, he he couldn't achieve, but he was you know a grade A student and. Yeah. It all switched when he became Spider-Man. Yeah, especially Black Suit Spider-Man. I want to see that with 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 uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man. Yeah, and it seems like it, it seems like Craven's Last Hunt would have been the perfect way to do that. Now that his identity is out at the end of the of Far From Home, mm-hmm. that would have yeah, been having, the perfect way Craven, to yeah having Craven. He doesn't really make it happen, right? Right, right. right. So. And, you know, I, I that that the whole character sell off thing really irritates me when you look at it because it, it limits the stories that they can tell. So mm-hmm. I, it seems like Sony's never going to give those characters up. They mm-hmm. might because Fox gave up and I believe Fox gave up X-Men and Deadpool and all that right mm-hmm. back to Marvel. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it might happen. But, you know, if I was Sony, I wouldn't. No, absolutely. Yeah. If, if I was if I was the MCU, I would honestly take that story. I'd replace. I would take that and and put maybe um, and do the exact opposite, where Iron Man lifted uh, Spider Man into like the main uh, battles and gave him what he needed tech wise to participate and everything. It'd be kind of fun to introduce Norman Osborn into it yeah. at this point. Yeah. 
make him the Iron Patriot, which kind of mocks the being of Iron Man and have him go after Spider-Man. That'd be kind yeah, of Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. 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 Be, yeah. yeah. Good listening. Especially yeah. with with their yeah, connection mm-hmm. with Peter and Tony. That'd yeah. Because yeah. Norman be Osborne's so basically good. an evil Tony Stark. He's not <laughs> as smart, but he has yeah. the uh, right. He's got the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I, I think that they just like I don't know if they're going they, they kind of teased at the end of the of homecoming that a Sinister Six style movie coming where they have Scorpion in jail yeah. talking to so yeah. I don't know if that's in the plans. I don't know which way they're going. That it seems like they're going the, the multiverse way. They yeah. need to they need to bring something together with that because you know, apart from Batman's Rogue Gallery, Spider Man's the second place when it comes to rogues gallery you know vulture yeah. rhino yeah. venom i mean like i mean oh Dr. yeah Octopus, um uh, electro it's just they're all they're all yeah, great chameleon chameleon would chameleon. be a great and i think he was even like kind of teased in far from home one of the one of the characters is named what what chameleon's think, actual I name think, is which right. is dimitri yeah, and he was like the bus driver in that movie, and so you know whether they're nods or whether they're going to show up in this movie, Chameleon's probably my favorite Spider-Man villain. So I hope he shows up, but you know, <laughs> I've always it, been a Hobgoblin, Green Goblin. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, fantastic too. And then, and I don't know, you know, I don't know what direction they're going to go, but so I love Halloween. So those <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, throwing yeah. pumpkins, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So underfunded scientist says into the spider verse was so good. And my kids both love it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it is a great one. That's for sure. Uh, at this point, uh, I might be using the wrong term, but basically the Spider-Man is just a, a plot device to move the MCU, the greater story arc forward, which kind of sucks. Like you're yeah. saying in summary yeah. sucks. They need to uh, pull him back to a, like a street, uh, like someone who has routes, yeah. powers yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. do what he needs to do, but at a street level yeah. idea, yeah. You know, he's like the king of the street level power. Right. Guys. He's, he's the most powerful out of daredevil, Luke Cage and all the yeah. different, um, you know, New York uh, right. characters. They just need to pull and him back. La- last week on the Loki episode, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, we, I kind of had talked about how, I think that the the Disney Plus series, those should be the plot devices that move yes. the, the larger story of the MCU forward. Yeah. And leave the movies, you know, to focus on character stories. Actual stories, right? Mm-hmm. Much like they did in the early MCU, throwing like little tiny cameos and Easter eggs that eventually show up down the road. Uh, but now, like like you guys are saying, like just it does suck for Spider-Man because both of his movies so far are literally just like Tony Stark moving. Yeah. Yeah. The Avengers storyline forward instead of like a real true, like Spider-Man story. I mean, there are Spider-Man stories in those movies, but yeah, the larger focus is his connection with Tony Stark and him coming onto the Avengers. Yeah. So, so that, that to me, that kind of ear to, and I know a lot of people like, spider-man and iron man together in the mcu and that's fine but in in the earlier comics that's doc ock that that Mm -hmm. character that is played as doc so when he becomes the bad guy it's even more crushing you know what i mean and they kind of rip that away not that they can't put it in somewhere else down the road but uh, you know i'm just after far from home i loved far from home because mysterio's up there the the mysterio scenes are amazing yeah but it's just like the iron man stuff like Okay, 
Yeah. We get it. We get it. I mean, they did a good job. Like, I loved how the the Spider-Man movies tie into the MCU, right? And yeah. uh, like, I I enjoy the the interconnectivity. I don't know. I'm probably not doing a great job describing it, but like, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> how connected they are with the larger MCU. I love that. But then at the same time, it's like, I feel bad because right. I want like the more Spider-Man focused story, but yeah. I think they did a great job still crushing Peter with Tony Stark. Uh, yeah. Albeit in a different way than with Doc Ock, but I think they did a good job of crushing his soul. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Tony definitely. Dying definitely stuff, yeah. So. Yeah. I just um, had, I, I, I don't know the the entire and this is very unpopular opinion. I I know it before I even say it, but I I personally like the Netflix Marvel stuff more than anything the MCU has to offer. I Dude, like the MCU. I love it. It's fine. Those shows were but, so good. But for the New York crime fighting section of Marvel, those oh my gosh, Daredevil is fantastic. Jessica Jones, Kilgrave, and Jessica Jones is like one of the best so villains. Good ever he's fantastic and the way they implemented him was was great so once they canceled those i was like kind of crushed you know what i mean because it was going in a direction i was hoping would yeah. continue punisher luke, was luke cage, awesome luke cage uh yeah. punisher uh, luke cage was was really really good uh, there was there was some every time they introduced like the um the lounge and they always had like someone new singing and like yeah. performing for, it was so so good how they did it how they did copperhead and a lot of um, a lot of street level villains that exist in New York that met you know Daredevil, Spider Man, Times, Luke Cage, uh, they they did it so well. So Luke Cage, Punisher, Daredevil, all amazing. Um, I couldn't. Kilgrave was was decent. Um, I could not stand Jessica Jones though. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I I, I get the that. woman hater. Right. I know. Yeah, God, there's nothing you could do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, even the defenders, I couldn't watch it because and I really didn't like Iron Fist that much either. But, um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. How graphic Daredevil. Daredevil it just had so that good. gritty so New York crime story, mm-hmm. and it, it and it was awesome, you know. King, and I hope King, yeah, the Kingpin, exactly that scene oh. where he's just going to town with the car yeah. door. Yeah. It's like, oh my, oh, yeah. sounds like he's making love to a car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, he might. I don't know. That <laughs> guy's. A I mean, he he's definitely um, the best Kingpin w- yeah. without it, without a doubt. He's the there, best Wilson Fisk. There wrote there's. And I think I, my, my hope is that at least Daredevil will make it over to Disney Plus. I think they're idiots there, if they don't do it. There are so. big, big rumors that are all but confirmed, pretty much confirmed that like uh, Charlie Cox is coming, uh, Vincent yeah. D'Onofrio is coming, uh, John Bernthal is coming. I hope they're just going to pop up in oh. different series. So yeah. Rosario um, <laughs> Dawson, bro. I was going to say Rosario Dawson. I was going to say that's one of the best parts of uh, Daredevil Two. I mean, Night Nurse. The character is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, she. I mean, Night Nurse uh, was in her, in her own title comic. Honestly, just kind of yeah. like helping helping heroes at night that were hurt and stuff. And that was a that was such a, a cool thing to add into that. And um, I, I hope they do more with that. But uh, she's obviously pretty pretty uh, busy in Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, a little, right. Yeah, know. a little bit. But I, I really do. I couldn't watch Defenders all the way through. I, I couldn't either. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. And 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 when I say I like Jessica Jones, I really couldn't watch after Kilgrave was off of Jessica Jones. So it might be that enough. I didn't like Jessica Jones. It's just 
I don't know. Kilgrave in that show, man, is just yeah, he's fantastic. Such a bastard. He's really good. Just yeah. he is. Yeah, you lo- you love to hate him. It's and just, the whole it, yeah. the whole like he's like the abusive bo- ex boyfriend. Mm-hmm. That was brilliant to me. Yeah, I, 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 it was brilliant. The villains in all of those shows, super good. Mm-hmm. Like so yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, the my favorite part probably we'll we'll get this out and then we'll wrap up here. Uh, but. The, the one scene in Daredevil, the, the ridiculously long fight scene through the stairwell, like yeah. where he's going down the, the flight of stairs yeah. and he's just like yeah. fighting so many dudes and he's like hitting out the lights and uh, that yeah, sticks yeah, out as like one of my favorite scenes from the Netflix Marvel stuff. It was just so yeah, beautiful. In, in season one, he did it just in a normal hallway trying to rescue um, yeah. you know, the kid. Yeah, and, and the camera two, the whole time is just right yeah, down the hallway, and he's shot. like flying through walls and yeah. like, ah. yeah. And you can see him physically getting tired in each punch. Like this is it's so it's done so well because you can see him physically getting tired, and then his hits are becoming less powerful through that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. he's becoming winded, and he has to hit him in different ways instead of just punching him. He has to jump and like like just like kick him and just drop to the ground like a suicide kick type of thing yeah yeah and doing stuff like that shows you uh where the character's coming but in season two you're talking about when he's he just um got released from frank and his hands taped uh taped to like the gun and the chain exactly so he's swinging the chain knocking the lights out Mm -hmm. and um such a good scene and it's so long i love it when they do the like when um when the punisher and daredevil are first talking it's my favorite part of the whole show just just the, the the conversations they have and the morality yeah. morality debate where yeah, um yeah. you know punishers like you know you hit him they get back up i hit him they stay down right and he's right like, these people, yeah these people yeah deserve a chance he's like a chance to what he's like to try frank to try you know yeah, like, yeah it's, it's yeah. so cool to see that it, it dude is. and john bernthal is like oh fantastic the punisher. best frank yeah. castle yeah he's like down. born to play that role definitely uh, but yeah anyways that was our uh netflix marvel show thank you for tuning in to the um <laughs> <laughs> typical showboys fashion yep, and we're all go. over the place <laughs> we we talked about some things and other things and it was fun some strange um, things but yes not but not stranger things that not yet hopefully soon hopefully. um or things that are strange we did talk about which well, I was trying to tie in that strange too. There you go. We're in one of them right now. <laughs> it's happening right now. Yes. Uh, anyways, well, that's uh, definitely a sign that we should end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but first, who is the better as Shane? Wait, hold on. Who is the Let better? Me... Shane who... from The Walking Dead or The Punisher? Okay, there we okay. go. Yeah. So uh, let's just man. all three do it. Yeah, you go first, Mike. Oh, okay. Um, man, it's a good question because Shane is quite despicable in The Walking Dead, and he did a great job as that character. Which is great. It should be noted that in the comics, Shane dies in like episode or issue two. <laughs> so the yeah, fact right. That he was able to live out for what, like two seasons? Two seasons. Two seasons. Yeah, he died at the end of the second season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was good, and he made me really hate that guy, which is also good. He's very John Bernthal is great at being the heel if we're gonna go full circle in podcast chat today um it's perfect he's a great heel for sure he's very good at making people hate his characters um but i have to say he is much better as the punisher i don't know there's just something about how he played frank castle that 
hit a little harder than how he played Shane, but that's not a knock on Shane. I enjoyed his Shane. But uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you What do you guys think? Chad? Yeah, I think that for me, it's, it's Shane personally because – here, don't get me wrong. I think – All right, so Jordan, what did you think about uh... – <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the wrong answer. Dang. <laughs> the wrong answer. Yeah, so I don't know. He he he's fantastic on the Punisher 100%. I won't disagree with Mike, I'm but sorry, I'm sorry. but he does <laughs> I just like That's the way funny. that he took a character that died in the comics very very soon mm-hmm. and made him into someone that I although was happy to see go off the show i kind of was sad that he was off the show too so i i think just the fact that he took a character that didn't have that much behind him and built the rest of it i thought was fantastic so yeah what about you jordan uh the whole reason i let chad go first was because i did not want to steal his answer (laughs) yeah Um, yeah. honestly i really wanted to do that and uh, so uh be prepared to watch me disappear because <laughs> because uh, <laughs> uh, i'm also going to say that uh i like them better as shane than the punisher and mm-hmm. he, was, he was a good punisher and i'm very happy with it i'd be happy to see that continue into the mcu everything um so yusuf i have to say definitely i like him better as shane and um if i if i can plug who i who my main uh casting i wanted to see as a punisher was frank grillo who's in uh, ah, Purge Anarchy, yeah. and um, yeah. he's also plays Crossbones in the MCU. He, was, he was in uh, a yeah. new movie, uh, shoot, Death, or no, Boss Level, Boss Level, right? Oh, is he? Okay. That was him? Yeah. Okay, I haven't watched that yet, but he he's he was my um, he was my pick for Punisher, mm-hmm. and when I saw him show up in uh, Purge Anarchy, I was like, please, God, let him become the Punisher, and he did not, and I was yeah. a sad. I was, I was <laughs> yeah. a little sad, but he he has the um, he has he has the right right tone for the Punisher, if you ask me. And I think the Purge Anarchy actually shows that. Yeah, I think uh, I think yeah, I never really even thought about that, but it, it really is pretty perfect. Like every character he plays is pretty much the Punisher. The Punisher. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's like it in, in yeah. everything, everything I can think of. So, so they mm-hmm. just see multiverse. Yeah. There you go. Have yeah. both of them. You know, Frankencastle. Do you guys know who Frank Frankencastle is? No. Uh-uh. He's a he's a Punisher mixed with Frankenstein. Oh really? He's like he's like a steampunk. He's like a, yeah. So it's steampunk like Frank mechanical monster. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I think my choice probably is because I've seen the Punisher like much more recent than I've seen right. Shane in The Walking Dead. Yeah. So that probably it's plays a, fair, a big factor. I mean, either way you go, it's a very fair opinion. It yeah. would probably be more in the air if, if Frank Grillo never existed. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so underfunded scientist says great stream guys. Loved it as always. Thank you, sir. Uh, Yusuf says voice of text issues. Shane <laughs> for the win. Yeah. And then uh, we faked out underfunded scientists so hard with the outro. I apologize. You can blame that on Yusuf because he asked a great question right before we were about to go. Yeah. So, uh, and then Yusuf says that death scene, which I'm sure I'm assuming oh, he's talking about Shane. It's great. Uh, yeah. I'm glad. Or crossbones. Last, last thing for real this time. I'm glad that even though Rick killed Shane, that Carl got to, you know. Yeah kill zombie shane i think it was yeah i think that was an important step like uh what sends carl down his 
journey to manhood, I guess, as you would call it in The Walking Dead, is he just straight up shoots Shane right in his face. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> like so brutally, just like, yeah. Uh, so I 100% knew that they were not going to do that on the show. Uh, but it was cool to see that he still, even though it was zombie Shane, uh, shot him. And because I yeah. think that was a big changing point in the character of Carl. Anyways. Um, Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you, Chad and Jordan, for coming on and discussing uh, the wet noodle of San Diego Comic-Con 2021. Um, Yeah, if you're watching the live stream, thank you. If you commented, thank you so much. We love uh, the discussion, the banter back and forth with you guys. If you're watching on YouTube uh, and you like what you heard, please consider subscribing. Um, If you're watching elsewhere uh like follow rate review what have you on your listening or viewing platform of choice really helps us out um yeah uh we'll be back right here next thursday for a what's playing so we had two weeks of jordan and now we're gonna have two weeks of chad it's gonna be great uh it's gonna be a really fun episode um actually you might see a familiar face or at least a familiar name on the episode next week uh other than that i think nick and Mikey will be wrapping up the Bad Batch Companion series this Sunday. I think the the finale of the Bad Batch is on Friday. So make sure you tune into that. 9 o'clock right here on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch pages. Uh, but yeah. I'm going to go... Before this podcast started, I was writing out a huge script for a Pokemon Unite jungle tutorial video. Uh so I'm just going to get right back to it because that game has been just my latest obsession. So, <laughs> and you know how I am with yes. obsessions. So yes, we uh, I'm going to get back to it. Uh, these guys, I don't know what they're going to do, but probably something fun. Uh, but yeah, thanks so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And uh, yeah, enjoy our team song on your way out. See you next week. Bye. Peace. waiting to see if anybody was going to be here i was actually i was a little curious mike looks like a <laughs> rabbit drinking out of a water bottle <laughs> so i'm going i have an episode of that strange on sunday and i will try and see if we can have you on for halloween we'll maybe just do like a live oh. thing like this yeah if you're down yeah no i'd, I'd be down yeah there's right. uh, uh some of the stories obviously include i was a really young young kid during so it's, it's like when i was a kid through fifth grade maybe sixth grade and um there's uh, other stuff that happened to me afterwards, but some of their stories include my brothers and stuff and I'll, I'll talk to them prior and everything, make sure I can yeah. share everything. They won't care. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs>